Hey, Evelyn. Can I ask you a question? You got a moment? Mm-hmm. Which team do you play for? Well, I, I'm a peach. Well, I was just wondering, because I couldn't figure out why you would throw home when we've got a two-run lead. You let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. Now you start using your head. That's not love that's three feet above your ass. <laughs> Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. We're members of the All-American League. We come from City, near and far. We got Canadian, Irish boys and sweet. We're all, we're one, we're one, we're all, we're all American. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin, it's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and this is our third podcast in like 24 hours. Yep. (laughs) Amateurs. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, we don't get Rookie numbers. That's right. So (laughs) padding the runtime or something like that. But uh, we are here. um, Well, we should talk about what we've been doing. So um, first off. If you haven't had a chance to yet, uh, we'd strongly recommend go over to our other sister podcast, um, Talking to Mickey, and we did an episode on Onward, and people are still sort of getting back to us about it. Seems to have hit a chord. Um, I'm still not over it. You're not? No. No. Uh, I'm. People are messaging me saying that we made them cry, and then I feel like... Like, I want to cry again. Thing. It's a good thing. I think they appreciate the honesty of it, Ethan, that yeah. I kind of came out with. with our, everybody did, but I think Ethan and I share in our own oh, stories yeah, about kind of relating to uh, Ian and Barley in that regard. So give that a shout. And then on Thursday, so two days from today, we are dropping an episode that we're releasing on both streams. So we're releasing on Talking the Mickey, and we're releasing it here on Best Film Ever. We're going back to 1979 for the original Muppet movie. Love Muppet that. Movie. Another movie that so made me good. feel... Emotions. Yeah, it made me feel my emotions. All of the emotions. But the irony is, like, we we're recording these out of out of sync. So we did episode that will be for us episode number thirty four. This is thirty three today. I want to say, yeah. So we recorded thirty four before thirty three, but of course we'll release them thirty three and then thirty four. I don't know anymore. (laughs) Um, Big shout out to all the wonderful places that we have found listenership and people where we have charted today uh, or this week. Uh, Here at home in the good old Great Breton. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, indeed. Uh, All the way across the, uh, the Indian Ocean. And most yeah, of the Pacific. You almost said Atlantic, didn't I you? I did almost <laughs> say Atlantic. I'm used to saying Atlantic because I'm used to be on the other side of it. But uh, uh, Australia. Australia. Good Thank day. you, Australia. Back over towards the Atlantic, mm-hmm. somewhat more, uh, very much more. Uh, Germany. Mm-hmm. Germany. I want to yeah, thank all our, all our listeners who are, happen to identify themselves as the Germans. What is, what is the war <laughs> between us and them? Well, it's the it's just the English Channel and the English North Sea. Channel, it's yeah, the North, North Sea, sea isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Is, I thought you said. Which is part of the Atlantic, so I'm not wrong, really. You're not wrong. I'm not going to lie, I thought Liam just said, what is the war between us and them? And I was like, well. <laughs> that's, the water. That, that's a different that's podcast. That's a different, different podcast. Well, I'm only half a can in. And then we go uh, Japan. Yay. So there we go. And then also uh, Switzerland. We're, we're doing quite well in Switzerland lately. I like that. Thank that's you, good. guys. I do like that. Excellent cheese. Uh, mm. Yes, I think. Chocolates as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Link comes from there, right? Furniture. 
Furniture. Oh no, that's Sweden. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we are, Switzerland. We are sorry for Georgia. I'm really sorry. <laughs> and it's fantasy football day. Weep, weep. Uh, Queen Ellie still reigns on top at this number one seed, but it's playing Absolutely. Alex from Main Street Finance. That is the matchup of the week. Uh, one yeah. versus three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Georgia, you've got that song from that movie. I have. To be fair. He's not really showing up this the, the last few weeks. He's not. He's not. He's got someone who's not got a game this week in his lineup still. So I, I can I'm recommend right. if he hears this to change it, but this isn't going to be out till Tuesday. No. So <laughs> it's be over. too late. Yeah, the, the next week. There have change. been no uh, no delays, no reschedules, so we should be all right. Although I have still have Alexa set to remind us at <laughs> five minutes before kickoff to set our lineups. Uh, Nick and Russ and our friends at Defining Disney have a bit of a uh, of a scrap between them coming up this week, mm-hmm. and then Liam. It's me and you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm all excited. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to drop Dak. What dropped? Oh, yes, you do need to drop Dak. <laughs> He's not coming back. Dak ain't be. No, D- Dak won't be back. So definitely shift him out. Is it a career-ending thing? No, no, no. He'll uh, be back. We oh, hope next year. Thank God for that. Yeah. Oh, it was. Were you here when it happened? Yeah. Oh, geez, that was rough. Mm. I remember watching it. Even the Tony Romo. Uh, it's weird. The guy who was announcing the game, Tony Romo. He's the guy who Dak replaced in Dallas. So he was the quarterback. Uh, so he helped like train him up as a rookie. Yeah, yeah. And you could hear it in his voice. Went, oh no, because just yeah. kind of going, you know, this this kid mm-hmm. who I've sort of helped foster and nurture yeah. into the superstar he now is, and then sort of being there in a different, in the same building, calling. What are the odds he's calling that game? Mm. That's so weird because there's yeah. like there's 16 games in the league each week. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why were you assigned to that game? That's crazy. Isn't it? it is crazy. The world does strange things. Uh, some shout outs. Bigfoot for breakfast continues to recommend us. So God bless you. Bigfoot for breakfast. Bigfoot That's for breakfast. That's a great name. It is I a great name. That, yeah. I like that. Another great name is Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. <laughs> Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a friend of the podcast. Just, just like to engage them. Uh, Joey says, thanks uh, thanks for the shout out because our work is amazing. And we say, Joey, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Main Street Finance, of course, it's a musical podcast who says every week it's an honor to be a part of our awesome show. Aww. Aww. I was Very trying to think fine. of a really quick musical reference I could thring, pling, ping wow. back at them. Okay. But I couldn't think of one. No. Mm. That's wicked. I mean, oh, if, they're, okay. if they're niche enough, that's really, totally really awesome. If they're niche enough, yeah. <laughs> You know, if they're not niche enough, musical guys, we could ask them go to, watch some stuff. We could we could ask them to come back next week for an encore. Uh, there we go, and all that jazz. Or a reprise. Or a reprise. Nick and Russ. <laughs> Nick and Russ don't know everything or anything, so they say. Yeah. Uh, I like Nick and Russ. Me too. Uh, the Spy Hards podcast, who do like it's, it's a movie podcast, and all they do is spy movies. Oh. Now, I want to there know, are quite a few of them, I want to fair. know where they were when we couldn't figure out that song last week. Mm. That do no 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 Yep. I do. I'm a bit scatterbrained at times. I got a lot <laughs> yes, of create. I got a lot of creativity, but sometimes not everything resonates. So you know, as is a friend of the podcast, Lestat. Hey, Lestat. Always uh, not before coffee pod. Always you, a big fan of that. Uh, Tina Marie Trimpert from the Psychedelic Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank mm. you. And then Russell Osborne, our resident postie, who I have to say, I made a mistake. There's a mistake.
Oh, Chelsea no. doesn't live in Kingsley. You he made no, a mistake. He hasn't seen 30 movies at The Majestic. Oh. He's been going to The Majestic for 30, 30 years. Wow, okay. <laughs> That's even better. That is even better. So what if I, I mimic you then? I, I, you, I don't know you did. 30, <laughs> 30 years. years. Oh, Jesus. That. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll do, I'll do Ian doing Liam doing Ian. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Dwayne Smith did get a hold of us last week as we were recording Dwayne Bridget Smith. Jones, and I didn't get a chance to read his out. So I just wanted to make sure he says, Bridget Jones was regular viewing in the, in the Smith house. The fight scenes were his favorite. So funny. Honorable mention to the pants. Her group <laughs> of friends are awesome. And although she's supposed to be a little bit fat, she is pretty. Per- she's a pretty perfect smiling face with smiling aisles. Shame what she did to her face. Mm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. It, I mean, I guess you have the right to do whatever you want to your own likeness. You do, but you do. but we, we, we've, we've as, as the musical would say, we've grown accustomed to her face. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say that's like first. that's like Gilbert and Sullivan Pinafore or something. Well, that's for our friends over at the musical podcast. It's, um, it's my fair lady. Was oh, it my fair lady? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's okay. a musical. That does count. Yeah. See, there we go. So, uh, Halloween poll promo. We have one more week. We'll be running it for one more week. Next Ooh. week on the show, not not the special bonus episode, yeah. but next week on the show. Mm-hmm. So, a week Tuesday, we will reveal. What the what the winner is? Well, I gotta be honest. What are the stats? This I week? don't know because I screwed up and accidentally <gasps> put in like a a, a two day poll, okay. and I had the and then somehow I screwed up again and couldn't figure <laughs> out how to end it for Sunday. So I don't quite know. So there's a few. Oh, there's a bit of addition okay. I have to do. Uh, it's all saved, but it's just a matter of going through it. It's really close between Scream dun, dun, and Halloween. Dun, dun. I'm going to start sharing the poll into like Rocky Horror fan do, groups. Well, or something. if you need to, <laughs> here we go. That sounds what astounding. happens in the last time week? is fleeting. Time is fleeting. You have one more chance. <laughs> Get your voice heard so we can figure yeah. out what exactly we are watching for our Halloween episode. Will it be Scream? Will it be Coraline? Uh. Will it be Halloween? Or will it be? The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Please, that's the only one I'm not going to be scared by. Will we be doing the time warp again? We'll let you know next <laughs> week. Uh, and outside of that now, we are talking this week <laughs> about a league of their own. You ought to say Mickey, didn't you? I don't know what I was going to... I have... We were no, talking. We, we, I've done so many podcasts, I'm just <laughs> impressed <laughs> that I've got... Some sort of coherence as to what we're doing. You're doing very well, dude. Oh, on the flip side, before we do that, just a reminder, we've also recorded a special episode on Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts, our Julia Roberts Real Roundtable. Yeah. That will be dropped probably uh, a week and a half, so probably the week after our bonus episode on Muppet Movie. We'll probably drop that yeah. Thursday or Friday. We'll drop Julia Roberts. So keep a listen out for that. Lots of good stuff. I actually enjoyed going back over Julia Roberts. Yeah, I did. I'm still not convinced. I'm there was, there was an argument. I said she's either this or she's this. I don't know which one of the two she is. No. Do I still don't. No, but definitely an interesting choice. And maybe next week, as a little teaser, we'll reveal what our next roundtable will be mm. on. Yes. But if I but if I can if I can depart from that, back to this. So we are talking about a league of their own. Uh, interesting. I mean, the sports movie the other day. We two weeks ago, Rocky. Running movie. But we did running movie, exactly. We did a movie <laughs> featuring a lot of like like a female audience, a female director, and we went. Liam, you said, "Why do they talk so badly about women in this film?" Mm-hmm. And we kind of went, "Okay, well, let's." I wasn't planning this, but it works out really well. Let's do a sports movie written by women about women, directed by women, starring women who don't talk badly about each other. Brilliant. And let's do that in a league of their own. Mm-hmm. So, who's seen this? I've seen this. I've seen it many times. I have not. I have not. So, ironically, the men have seen the movie. The women have not. I know I that it is it. celebrated as a feminine icon. 
Yeah. Um, like, oh, like that okay. picture of them in their skirts playing. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen it. I'm okay. looking forward to it, though. I hadn't brilliant. even heard of it until you told me about uh, it. So. I was really surprised and really quite happy to find out that it was directed by a woman. That is good nice. Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall, yeah. <laughs> Penny Marshall, who uh, kind of is... The sister a, to Jerry Marshall. Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall. Yeah, yeah. In, in a time where um, there wasn't much... Weren't she part of the duo of... So she done anything else? Because I recognise She was an the actress, name. wasn't she? Penny Marshall has been a name in directing for okay, a long time. So yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. Why Shirley, Vernon Shirley? She was Laverne and Shirley. Laverne Shirley, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, in, we, we talk about how there's a Darth, Darth meaning lack of um, female directors in Hollywood. And Penny Marshall was kind of the exception to the rule for many years. Catherine Bigelow? Yeah, Catherine Bigelow as well, right? But, yeah. there, weren't, but the, the, there were a couple. And so I was yeah. glad to hear about Penny I'd Marshall. Like to direct a film. So <laughs> Go for it. You have many actors here. <laughs> no reason why not. Yeah, if anyone out there is a Hollywood agent and needs a brand new up and coming director to do it, and they want it to be female, you know, get some get some publicity for having a female. This director. is the equivalent of Kermit at the know. end of the Muppet movie, basically yeah. going, "I just want to be famous." I don't, I don't know. I just want to. I want to direct. Want to direct. Can yeah. I act in your in your film? You'll have to audition, but of course, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. She, I'm in. So George doesn't have to, but, but you do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm Actually, I can't make this point without... No, I'm a proven good director. I have an award for it. Do you? Okay. Yeah. You know I have an award as a director. <laughs> Do I? Yes. I know something you've directed as what an award? Yes. Is, is, is the award for your directing? Well, it was for the overall production. And it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Best picture doesn't go to the director. It goes to the producer. Oh, oh and that makes you my producer as well in was that, that situation. Producer? I was assistant. I don't know. You're assistant director. Anyway. Oh, anyway. 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 Um, anyway, I'm good. Someone hire me. Anyway. Uh, a League of Their Own. 1992 American sports comedy drama, uh, but talks about a fictionalized account of the real life All American Girls Professional Baseball League. There's a mouthful. All mm. American Girls Professional Baseball League. A A G P B L. It's not that much shorter. <laughs> Has it got an acronym at all? Um, yes, it does. The A A G P B L. Can you say it though? Ag-j-b- oh, well, it's not like you can say NFL. It's not the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's because it's short. NBA is shield and, and, and stuff. NBA isn't the book. No, if but I heard shield, that, as I'd in go. like, like <laughs> shield, like, Tardis. I'm in. I'm in. FIFA. I'll give you FIFA. FIFA, FIFA makes shield, sense. Tardis, FIFA. But Major League Baseball's. Yeah, I like it. National Hockey League. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this hasn't the caught Eng- on. The English yeah. Premier League. Apple. <laughs> we won the Apple. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Gen- uh, so Penny Marshall was inspired to make this film after viewing the 1987 documentary about the Agabable, uh titled, <laughs> you're not going to believe this, it was titled A League of Their Own on TV, and she'd never even heard of The League before. Uh, so she contacted the film's creators, uh, who were Kelly Candale and Kim Wilson, to collaborate with the scriptwriters Babylon Mandel and Lowell Gans on producing a screenplay for 20th Century Fox. Fox then passed on it. What? <laughs> yeah. And so um, Penny Marshall signed a deal with Sony Pictures, who were eager to produce the film. So am I sitting here saying that Fox is an enemy to films about women? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. What, yeah. what in Rupert Murdoch would make me say that? No. Yeah. I mean, you know. To be fair, Fox haven't got the best history with, no. in diversity, have they? So. No. Uh, good on Sony. Yeah. Um, but on Did Penny, they produce a single white female? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Just Actors the, I'm good at. Studios? I don't have a clue. No, I don't know. Says the media teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the studio for this film. If we haven't reviewed it, I probably don't know it. Uh, but in this interesting part, you brought up how her brother is Gary Marshall. Yeah. I want us to pay attention to how much nepotism is in this film. Because we talked about how many Stallones were in Rocky. Yeah, Let's yeah. see how many Marshalls are in this film. Because okay. it's not... It's not 
It's not just Penny. I'll say that much. No, no, Basically, no. this film was made for $40 million, and it was a hit. It was a hit that summer. It made it, <laughs> it all the way hit. to... Yeah. It was not a strikeout. It no. was a home run. <laughs> it made to $132.4 million, so a tidy little profit. I'll tell you what. Madonna was quite good in this. I mean, th- there is star power yeah, in this. Now, I'm going to... Because you said something last week, Liam, and I want to make sure we get it right today. Okay? Oh, okay. It's Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, nope, not Donald. 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 Rosie O'Donnell. Yes. Comedian. Donald Trump. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> there we go. So, and Madonna. And outside of that, it's Lori It's Lori Petty. Oh, Lori Petty. She's so good. <laughs> it's I love her. Um, Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. Oh, yeah, oh, Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tom Hanks. Michelle. Oh, Tom Hanks! <laughs> I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer isn't feeling very special right now. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer! <laughs> and that girl from the from the from the Hitman's Bodyguard. <laughs> I forget what her name was. Oh, um, John Lovitz is in it as well, isn't he? Oh, John Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got some big names, a lot some of really a names. lot of star power, and a lot of people wanted to be in this, and we'll talk about this. Oh. Uh, after after the after the seventh inning stretch, I'm if you looking, will. looking looking forward to this. Looking forward to it. And some mac and cheese. And some mac and cheese in the oven. Ooh, so ooh. that's today's meal of the day, um, ladies. Are you are you expect are you looking forward to it? it sounds like George is looking forward to the. Yeah, film. I've got I've got quite high expectations. I think though because I've seen it celebrated. Because this so. is my wild card. Like I could yeah. Yes, this yeah, was yeah, my yeah. like all possible. I all-possibles. love this movie. So okay. I'm yeah. I've got quite high expectations. Ellie? Um, like I said, I don't, I don't really know anything about it apart from what you've told me. So I'm just going into it pretty open, really. I don't mm-hmm. don't know what to expect. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of sports films, but I'm I don't gonna, know how sporty it actually I'm going to predict, A, that you like this yes. better than Rocky. Well, that's not going to be difficult, is B, it? B, it fits <laughs> some of the tropes. It's about a ragtag group. I mean, it's, it's like any sports movies. It's a ragtag group of like almost one-dimensional character types who come together and become greater because of the, they have a sum of their parts. Yeah. As, as, a, as a unit, they can do more than they can do as individuals. Yeah. And it's got a lovely story of sisterly rivalry. Oh, yeah, yeah. So kind of take Thor and Loki and then place that with two girls. And that's yeah. That is something I can relate so this to. So this isn't sappy. <laughs> cool. this, isn't, this isn't sappy Frozen. You're my be- this is no. what happens when you actually live in Big Sister's yeah, shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You leave Frozen alone. I'm really, really interested to go back and look at this because I haven't seen this, I swear, since I was a teenager. I watched this about a month ago. Really? Yeah. I have not and seen it. I'm so it. sorry about watching it again. I have not seen it forever. So but we- don't expect Tom Hanks to be any, you know, the same as what he's been in other movies. He's different in this. Tom Hanks is never the same in any movie. I can't picture well, Tom Hanks. No, you know, Philadelphia, he... Forrest Gump, no, I know, Sully, no, no, Bridge of Spies. You kind of feel for him in movies. You kind of... Do you know what I mean? It takes a while to warm up. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm trying to say. On that note, it's taken us a while to warm up. So what we're going to do here <laughs> is we are going to have our seven-fitting stretch, eat some popcorn and Cracker Jack, or in this case, mac and cheese. <laughs> and we will be back with the second half where we talk about A League of Their Own. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. And we are back. Second half of the doubleheader, to use it some is. baseball terminology. <laughs> it's not the bottom of the ninth yet. Liam, geez, that, that seemed to affect you, buddy. Uh, didn't it? It always does. I don't know why. That was my last pick for the year, so... Um... That was a damn good pick. Hey, thanks, buddy. Damn good pick. Um, I really, I really like it. What about for our newbies? How do they yeah. feel about a league of their own? I really liked it. An yeah. all female yeah. cast. Really enjoyed it. Well, it's not all female. Well, is you it? know what I mean. <laughs> Predominantly, really. Yeah. You were a little bit trepidatious about a sports movie. Uh, yeah, no, it was. It wasn't too sport heavy. I mean, it was. 
It was definitely sport themed, but it had a nice story alongside also, also, it. There's so. way more sports in this than there is in Rocky. Yeah, way yeah, more. there are. But it, yeah, the story alongside it is good, so it doesn't bother me that it's sports. I mean, I don't like completely hate sports. I just, yeah. Um, but I think it it built nicely and it ended strong. See, I think unlike Rocky, where it's about one person's sort of run, I think something like this is about a group of girls or a camaraderie coming sort of coming together. Ironically, so camaraderie. One person's run. <laughs> one person's run towards one person's up the stairs. Pursuit. It's running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. it's a running yeah. movie. But but in this case, you know, it's like you know everybody on the bus, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. But it's about that kind of uh, team building experience and what is how important is community and how that gets established. So. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just always stayed with me, and it doesn't matter. Same. But it's it doesn't matter if it's a team full of women. It's not a women's movie. No, I mean it's a movie that stars a bunch of women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I never had like that barrier no. to like enjoying the film because I'm like I can't relate to this. It's a bunch of girls. No, heck no. I no. suppose you've got that nice mix of it's kind of got a a traditionally boy topic, but with lots of female actors actresses in it. So yeah. you've kind of got the appeal for. For both men and women. In a sense, the film is a metaphor for what the women's baseball league was in general, right? Something we're familiar with, sports movie, baseball movie, even more specifically. But we're going to go ahead and populate it with women. And so the question was, did they have to do? Did they have to sexify the movie up a little bit? I think they probably. I think they 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 did. Did they have to? I'm not going to answer that. But 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 did they? Absolutely. They gave it a bit more pizzazz than they usually would have. Yeah, I think they might have done that too. Yeah. As opposed to just a straight baseball movie. So interesting. Uh, let's dive in. So we open up in small town America, and uh, we have a prelude of an old lady, and she's packing stuff in a suitcase and saying how they probably won't even remember me. <laughs> and the other woman in the shot, who I assume has to be her daughter, yeah, it was a daughter, has to be her daughter, goes, "You were the queen of diamonds. How can they not remember you?" And I'm like. All right, this is exposition. I know what this is. Yeah. This is laying hints so that when we find and, and, and Aunt Kit will be there. I'm going, okay, this is, you're just naming things that when I come across yeah, them, yeah, then yeah. I'll go ping, 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 yeah, ping. Exactly. Now, this is not Gina Davis Wow. doing this. This is an older actress. I had to look twice because I didn't know whether they aged her up. No, not Gina Davis, but it's Gina Davis's voice. I thought that oh. was. Yeah, so they've actually dubbed Gina Davis's voice. Over that's what this me. woman's thing. So wow. yeah, because you hear it and you're going, "That's Gina Davis." Yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't be wrong, but it's not her as the actress. In which wow. case, they did a really good job making uh, Gina Davis and especially Laurie Petty yeah. look like the 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 older versions. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if it was the real women, but if nonetheless, they found excellent, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. excellent well, they before and after yeah, kind yeah. of things. Yeah. Which is great because now they just CGI it or something, wouldn't they? Yeah. Or, or you know, a, a good makeup job can do something. But in this case, I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. No. I thought all of them looked really like the original. Yeah. Uh, well, when we get to the end, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. There was one, especially where I was like, that, that's got to be the same actress. It wasn't, but I was like, it's no, got to be the same actress. Very clever, maybe they were related? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, no. And so as they're leaving, the lead, the lead character, what was her name? Dottie. Dottie comes across Dottie. Dot, Dottie. <laughs> Dottie comes across the two um, brothers and calls the one over and goes, "Your brother's younger. Let him get a shot off." Yeah, and then goes to the younger one and says, "Kill him." <laughs> yeah. But isn't this basically a metaphor yeah. for what what happens in the whole movie? I yeah, hadn't realized course. that until yeah. you just said it. Yeah. Oh my god! She's gonna try and let her younger sibling have a go. Yeah, and then in response, you know, you know, she says to the other one, "Kill him. Have your shot." 
we go to a convention or a festival, the Baseball Hall of Fame, yeah. and Dottie watches a bunch of other uh, senior women's baseball players sort of play baseball, and she starts to have a flashback to life. And we have a history lesson through a newsreel, and we found out after the fact that the person doing the voiceover in the newsreel was... Harry Shearer? Harry Shearer, who is from... The Simpsons. Yeah, there's a bunch of voices on The yeah, Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. So that was quite interesting. And uh, they say, basically, the assumption is, the war's on, so there's no baseball. Oh, yeah. Not true. Baseball kept going. Yeah. Ba- men's baseball kept going. They filled the leagues up with players from like the, the lower leagues and stuff like that. Baseball did not stop. So did, did women's baseball actually happen? Then? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, but what it wasn't we- because there was a complete absence. It oh. was because there was like, basically... Like small town players would all get promoted up the chain because you had to fill the bigger markets. So New York, that's why these towns in the women's baseball league, it's not like New York, Chicago, Boston. It's Rockford, Racine, because all their players have moved up the ladder to fill in the spaces in the bigs. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, and this is where we meet uh, Walter Harvey, owner of Harvey Bars. And this is a take on uh, Chicago Cubs owner, Philip Wrigley. The chewing gum magnet, yeah, yeah. who owns Wrigley Field in oh, Chicago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when they go to Harvey Field later on, that's literally just Wrigley Field with like the name changed on that it. Is and it's, cool. it's, it's an iconic stadium in, yeah. in um, North American sports. And so he was the real life founder of the AAGPBL or AGPBL. AGPBL. <laughs> and um, director Penny Marshall um, cast a few people in a few different roles. And one of them is. Uh, of course, you cast many people. I mean, cast a few family members in a few roles. And one of them is her brother, Gary Marshall, Gary Marshall yeah. plays um, Harvey. Walter Harvey. Yeah. Not the original choice. Really? But the original choice cost too much, which is why she got her brother instead to do it. Okay. The original choice. And I, I thought Gary Marshall did, did, did a good job. What? Yeah. But I'm very curious what, hey, I'm Christopher Walken here, would have really? done in this role. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, see, he wasn't a cartoon by that point. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think I think Gary Marshall did a great job. I think you need somebody like Gary Marshall. Yeah. Somebody who has got that presence, but not too much of a presence. Yeah. And I think Christopher Walken would have been too much of a distinct presence. And Gary's daughter, Kathleen Marshall, played a spot as Mumbles Brockman. Played the outfield. Don't, don't really remember Mumbles oh, okay. Brockman. No, I don't. And there is one other one, but I'll leave that be. Oh, and we find okay. out there's a... Also, Ira Lowenstein, who is the right-hand man, whose job it is to make this baseball league successful. And I yeah. forget what this guy's name was. Yeah, what he's, he, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's so good. Ira Lowenstein. He's very good in this film. He's kind of the moral compass. Yeah. He's, like the, he's, 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 he's definitely a, a pragmatist. He goes, you need to be able to do things to keep this league alive. As a result, he's just kind of, uh, they're, they're going to run this league. And this is where we go back to the middle of nowhere, and we meet... Uh, the sisters and sisters are sisters, and they're on the same team. We meet Kit, and we meet Dottie. Sorry, do you have information? Uh, it's David Strathern. He was in The River Wild. He was in uh, Lincoln. He was in. He's good at Lincoln. Uh, he was in The Bourne Ultimatum. Okay, so we meet Kit and we meet Dottie, and sisters are sisters, and Kit is contemptuous, very, and Dottie is smart, and this is the dynamic that we learn about during this time. And uh, Lori Petty related to her character Kit because Petty was new to movie making and she was just trying to keep up with Gina Davis in the acting world. Uh, so as a you result, you have a nice little... Yeah. yeah. A lot. I think Kit was very one-dimensional. Mm. Mm. Uh, Lori Petty was the only girl on a boys' team for baseball growing up. Was so she? it was good practice That's for her. Cute. You can understand why she was in like Tank Girl and stuff like that. 
Yes. You know, tough roles. And so she's told, lay off the high fastball. She can't do it. She strikes out. And we see the scout laugh in the background. I'll talk about him in just a couple of minutes. We'll yeah. get to him. And then Dottie. And the storyline behind the whole thing is inspired by the career of baseball legend Dottie Collins, who in World War II, she played. But she played for six years. And she was a pitcher, not a catcher. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, and originally, the person who was supposed to play this was apparently Brooke Shields. Wow. And then after the writer's strike of 88... Shields was written out, and then it was going to be Deborah Winger. Okay. And Deborah Winger, I don't know what happened, but she dropped out like days before they started shooting. And so Gina Davis comes in, and she apparently auditions in like Penny Marshall's backyard. <laughs> so all the other girls have been doing baseball training. And um, she's, Davis is supposed to be playing one of the greatest female baseball players ever. So and hadn't swung a shot yet. <laughs> no, and within weeks, Davis had passed them all. Wow. Well, to be fair, I mean, Gina Davis is like she five is. foot eleven or something like she this. Is, like, yeah, tall she girl. just looks like an athletic. She does, absolutely. She? Yeah. In this, She's especially when you can put her next to Kit, who's yeah. like about a foot shorter. Absolutely. So, um, and also apparently rumored for a role, the, the role of Dottie was Demi Moore. Oh, okay. But then she got pregnant, and apparently, a quote from Penny Marshall is Bruce Willis. So Bruce literally screwed her out of the part. <laughs> in all fairness I'm so glad it was Gina Davis I can't imagine anybody else doing no, this part I can't she imagine Demi Moore in so it. much if you had Dem- I can imagine Demi Moore as Kit yeah I couldn't Moore. imagine Demi Moore as Kit oh, sorry yeah, yeah sorry, as, as, as Dottie because Demi Moore's very good at crying and stuff plus like that. They, they look so <laughs> they look so similar yeah the two of them I don't get it um, and so Dottie goes up next after Kit struck out, hits a home run, and Kit won't come out and celebrate. And this is my problem with Kit. And mine. Kit is a brat. Yes, she is. Kit doesn't like the idea about teamwork and being and, and being part of something bigger than herself. Dottie doesn't hit the home run for glory. Dottie hits the home run so a team can win the game. Yeah. Kit wants the glory. Yeah. And doesn't go, she doesn't come out and goes, even though we actually just one day, I'm gonna be the one. If you hadn't gotten my head, I would have swung at that pitch. And then, you know, I'd be all chanting my name. And I'm like, I just don't like Kit. No. So Yeah. I'm with you on this. <laughs> I will say this. Back at the farm, there's a conversation between the two sisters, and Kit definitely has an inferiority complex. He says, Have you heard what dad introduces you? Yeah. He's just, like, This yeah. is Dottie, and then this is this is our other daughter. Yeah. Dottie's sister. sister. <laughs> and we get like a walking competition between the two girls. And it's cute because it does show Dottie. I think it's important. Yeah. Dottie won't let Kit win. No. Can't you let me win? And that's going to be important later on. Uh, yes. Because there's yeah, a question yeah, 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 I'm going to yeah. ask at the end. Yeah, good. So Because uh, I, I have that same doubt. Yes. And so then they're milking the cows. And we meet Ernie Cappadino, played by John Lovitz. John Lovitz. And great. I could have done with about 20 more minutes of John Lovitz yeah. in this film. Yeah, his what, role didn't need to be more than it was. No, but he was so, so good. good in this. Yeah. He had some good little lines, though, didn't he? He definitely makes an impression. Oh, I'd like to think he did some ad living. Oh, he has to. So, <laughs> do you think they're giving his wife a little? What was it? A tickle pickle? Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and so he starts up, and the girls are milking the cows. <laughs> he goes, "Doesn't that hurt?" And they go, "Doesn't seem to." He goes, "Because that would bruise the hell out of me." <laughs> <laughs> so straight. Um, and apparently, this part was written with John Lovitz in mind. Oh, good. And originally, he had a more substantial role, but in the editing, because the original edit was like four hours long. Oh, wow. God. Yeah. So in the initial edit and cut, um, they got rid of a lot of it because they ended up using only his meanest comments and his most obvious punchlines because those were the parts of the audiences were like killing themselves with laughter. Yeah. So in that case, less is more. Like, let's just play the, the yeah. hits of what's going to happen. 
Um, and so Lori Petty at one point caused herself to bleed in her scenes with John Lovitz because she had to constantly bite her tongue to stop herself from laughing so hard at what he would come up with. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is great. It's just like we, credit to him, isn't it? It's like what was it? I think it was Princess Bride. We we learned that uh, Mandy Patankin. Yeah, the only injury he suffered was he bruised a rib holding <laughs> in his laughter from Billy Crystal. So it's the same sort of gimmick here. And this is where we find out Ernie doesn't want Cat. Ernie only wants Dottie. He goes, I know the goods when I see the goods, or when he feels the goods. And I don't mean the goods, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean like the arm. <laughs> the arm yeah. And he just like, like, like starts touching her arm. Now, it's not sexual because he is like, wow, you're strong. Like that's yeah, what yeah. that is about. And then the deal basically gets to be if you can get your sister to come, I'll take you, which is a bit of a twist. He wasn't going to do that. Yeah, yeah. He said, stay on the farm. And then, but we mentioned this, there's some cows just mooing like crazy at this scene. They are. Actual true story. One of the cows is giving birth off camera. Wow. Yeah. And so they named the cow after Marshall, I guess after Penny Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I thought that was kind of a neat little bit. And Kitty, sorry, Kit begs Dottie to help her out. And I was like, why is so much of a thing like, why can't you just let me do my thing? Why do I have to live yeah. in your shadow? And this? please come and get me into the league. Yeah. And it's like, if you're Dottie, it's like, which one do you want? Yeah. She's like that through most of the film. She, she is like this through most She's of the awful. film. She's awful. Yeah. And so uh, there's the train, and the girls are running to the train in the morning or whatever it is. And John Lovitch just looks at him and goes, well, I'll say one thing for them. They can run. Oh, yeah. And of course, Dottie is in the lead, and Kit is falling behind. In actuality, Lori Petty is a faster runner than Gina Davis oh, and had to intentionally slow herself down so it would appear that Dottie was a faster runner. Oh, okay. Interesting. That is interesting. And also the way she puts her on the train first. Y- yes. Which that is, maternal kind of, yeah. I'll take care of you. You need my help to get on a train. I don't. Yeah. yeah, that was nice. That was. And so this is where we meet the other girl who they're going to go check out, Marla. And Marla... <laughs> She can hit a baseball. Oh, God, she can hit she a baseball. She can hit a baseball. Yeah. Um, what and, a stupid room to practice. And they hit right-handed, and then they just go, and we're all impressed. And they go, all right, Marla, lefty. <laughs> and they all groan, because it's called a switch hitter. Yeah. And so basically, uh, the numbers and the math would suggest that if you have a right-handed pitcher, you are a greater advantage if you throw a left-handed batter against them because of the way that the ball would arc out of their hand. Yeah. It wouldn't be as deceptive. So if you can hit from both sides of the plate, that's – highly um, advantageous. Yeah, good, yeah. And so the fact that she's so dominant from the right and just go, okay, left. It's kind of like Mandy Patankin again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Princess Barbie goes, I have a secret. I am not left-handed. <laughs> like, whoa! It's this kind of an idea. And so they bring her over to, 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 to try out. And she, they said, take your hat off. And the girl takes her hat off. And I mean, the actress playing the part, God bless her. I mean, she's doing everything she can to make herself look as unappealing and yeah. terrified at the same time as possible. And, um, you know... And Lovitz isn't hiding it at all. He's like, we'll be in touch. Let's go. I can't put that on the field. That's the look on his face when he goes, ooh. And you know what? For 1992, the girls take a stand, man. They're like, why? Because she's not pretty enough? I wish that wasn't the way that Kit put it, but I know what's being said. And they go, she can play. You should bring her. And he goes, no, we're not going to bring her. And this is when dad comes up and gives a really nice speech, Mm. a really nice moment in this thing where he says, look, my wife died. I raised her as a boy. Please don't punish her for the mistakes I made in raising her. Uh, and he, he relents. <laughs> There's this great bit when they're waiting 
on the uh, on the train station, and like Marlo's hugging her dad, and he goes, "Let me introduce you to how this works. The tra- the train moves, not the station. So you need to get on it. <laughs> this guy's got no sentiment about anything um, at all. He's brilliant. He is brilliant. Yeah. And so then we cut from there, and now they're on the uh, tryouts, and they're at Harvey Field, Wrigley Field, and he, as they walk through the tunnel, he just goes, "Hey, cowgirls, you see the grass? Don't eat it." <laughs> Don't eat it. <laughs> And um, they're kind of like, oh, are you are you going? And there's this little bit of yeah, – they've got a little bit of affection for they Ernie have, yeah. as it goes along. Because at the moment, he's the only connection to the baseball. And he saw talent in yeah, them. And yeah. he's nurtured them. And they've bonded on this trip across the country on the train. And he goes, no, that's it. I'm going to go home. I'm going to shower. I'm going to shave. I'm going to give the wife a little pickle tickle <laughs> and be Great on line. my way. And again, no sentiment. No. 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 <laughs> Don't you say something like that? Like, they're all too clingy. Yeah, <laughs> why do they always get so clingy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, um, and this kind of has the, the tryouts kind of has some merit in the experience because the any actresses who wanted to be in this had to audition and they had to prove they could play baseball. So if you couldn't play, you know, you're out. You're not in. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're out. And so, uh, over two thousand actresses tried out for this, and all of them, apart from Gina Davis, had to do their own stunts. Why not Gina Davis? I. There's a couple. I think only because there's a couple of big moves they wanted, and it didn't seem it would be believable. Okay. So uh, none of the performers wanted stunt doubles. They all wanted to do their own baseball. Oh, good on them. Good on them. Yeah. Uh, coaches, when they were training the actresses to slide, they used something called a slip and slide. Yeah. Which is like a you've got one of them at the thing. Sheet of plastic. With, it's basically like a sheet sorry. of like plastic that's been glossed up, up with like water on it's it. It's a tarpaulin yeah. with washing up liquid and water on it. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> I think it's, I think in America they've even like added like like a chemical like a to it. So on it as well. Yeah, and they've added yeah. the chemical so it's a little bit more yeah, yeah. frictious or whatever. No, not frictious. That's how slip and slides work. Yeah, yeah. Well, after three girls got I think it's concussions. Yeah. <laughs> they tr- they went, Okay, it's not working. We need to try something different. Wow. So and then we meet here. We meet uh, Rosie O'Donnell, whose character was Doris. Yes, and we meet May, played by the wonderful double act of Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna. Yeah, and that's quite interesting. So the filmmakers mm-hmm. rewrote the character to to fit Rosie O'Donnell's personality. Originally, she was going to be a sex pot like May. Oh, uh, and I'm glad she wasn't. Yeah, this double act was really interesting. Penny Marshall did tell Rosie O'Donnell to eat as little as possible. Really? Hmm. I did think she looked quite slim for her, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, And maybe, maybe because you've got a character who's supposed to be an unattractive one. Yeah. And that's Marla. Yes. And you have to kind of have Doris as 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 a halfway between. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, still, still not not thrilled. No, but yeah, uh, Lori Petty and Rosie O'Donnell were the two best ball players apparently on the on the thing, and they had hitting competitions. Do you know, I could I could see that because Rosie O'Donnell, she was very into it. Does this not seem like it must be a really fun acting job? Oh, I know, right? Yeah. If you had any coordination, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you could play baseball, which they all could apparently, to get on this, who was the the blonde girl, the the pitcher? Dunnower. She was good, Miss Georgia, whatever her name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not this Miss Georgia. No, no. she had a me. nice little style to her throne. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and Rosie O'Donnell can actually throw two balls at the same time. Wow. Um, and according to Rosie O'Donnell, her part was supposed to be much smaller, but because she she was the only one who really understood Penny Marshall's strong Bronx accent on set, uh, she would occasionally get extra scenes and extra lines to play because uh. you could just put her in there and just explain what you wanted. Everyone was like, what, what? 
So, and we meet May. And May, of course, is played by, and I can't believe this actually happened, like international superstar, maybe the biggest star in the time. world. Yeah. Like we talked last, we talked in the Julia Roberts episode that's coming out in a little yeah. bit about stars and like Madonna in Huge. the 80s and 90s is like that Marilyn Monroe level yeah, global yeah. superstar. And um, there's a couple of different reports about Madonna on the set. The first is that she worked as, uh, at least as hard as everyone else on set, if not harder. I think you could see that. But struggle with some of the more technical aspects of the game. As a result, they had to move her. Originally, they were going to have her play third base, but they right. moved her because she wasn't that good at baseball. Yeah. Um, and so, on a side note, though, she had a, a stand-in for the film called Melissa Totten, who was a Madonna impersonator for the, in a Las Vegas stage show for many years. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and then cool. she got to actually play, you know, as the stand-in. Um, Rosie O'Donnell was nervous about meeting Madonna, but actually they bonded and are good friends to this day. Aww. You could see that. There was something Such there. Such good chemistry, wasn't yeah. there? Uh, but apparently Madonna wasn't exactly a team player. Uh, she refused to perform for the extras as some others would. Because in those scenes, you've got all those people in the stands. When yeah. you're setting up next shots, I mean, it's a long day. So a lot of the actors would do things to try and like cheer them up, and Madonna would refuse. She oh. kind of big-timed them and went, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so she wouldn't do that. She would ignore requests for autographs. She would complain about coming into the film a star, but then being relegated to the background. Um, See, now, I that endeared me to her more knowing how big she was and then being this background artist. Yeah, apparently she, she didn't like that, though. But oh, <laughs> you're such a, an idiot, Madonna, because it endeared you more to the audience. I didn't find her endearing at all. I liked her character. I, liked, yeah, I thought yeah, the yeah. blonde one with the sun was Madonna. No, no. no, <laughs> no. All the way May was Madonna. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm now sat here going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and according to Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna brought a boombox to the set the first day and warned everyone that if they broke it, they'd have to buy her another one. And she also wrote a scathing letter about her experiences to a friend calling Gina Davis a Barbie doll and lamenting about the lack of beautiful men in Chicago. Oh, Madonna, you make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we find out from that there's, there's, a, there's a, a rather frictious conversation between May and Doris and Dottie. Doris and Dottie is going to do my head. And <laughs> Dottie, Dottie and Kit. And they're like, oh, there's only 16 girls a team and there's four teams. At which point, Gina Davis goes, Ugh, that's 64 girls. <laughs> and, and Rosie O'Donnell's character goes, what are you, a genius or something? Apparently, Gina Davis' IQ is 140, which is the very <laughs> entry point for, like, Menza. That's cool. So, sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, if 16 times 4 makes you a genius, then, like, you know, I'm good. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 Um, and so she whips the ball, and it's one of those iconic moments from A League of Their Own. Yeah. Like, you remember, Gina Davis catching the catching baseball. Ball, yeah. And when she's asked nice how, throw back to that later as well. Yes, mm-hmm. and when she's asked how that happens, she says it's the movies. <laughs> you know, uh, and then there's a public service announcement from this like old woman, and she's doing this like rant about how baseball is causing sexual confusion, and this is all serves as the um, basis for our tryout montage, and we get the idea that Kit is Kit's pretty good. Kit is we, good. Kit deserves to be there. So that's the thing. Yeah. Kit, get over it's yourself. Just, it's just her attitude. Oh, yeah. You deserve to be there. You don't... The problem with Kit is Kit's entitled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's talented, but she's entitled. And she wants it easy. And she wants it to be, I want to be the star. Well, you, then go out there and earn it and yeah. beat someone. Don't sit there and cry. Beat someone. Which is basically what um, Dottie tells her, really. Isn't yep. It? And we find out that Dottie is amazing. And then they put the lists up, and we find out that Kit's a Rockford peach. And if you notice... 
Dottie's at the back. Yeah, don't even look. Dottie's. Don't even. Don't I'll go try. up. I'll yeah. go up and check. It's not going to change. Yeah. Uh, but and Kent needs someone to tell her you are good enough. And to be fair, I can imagine she's lived in her sister's shadow all her life. And this is someone saying, now, they could have done her a favor and not put her on a team with her sister, but we needed the friction for our movie of to course. happen. So, um, and so there's a cut list, and there's a woman there who refuses to leave at all. And it turns out she can't read. And so one of the other girls goes up and says, can you read? And then you find out, no, she's a Rockford peach. And so this is this person's character for the movie. You're the illiterate one. The only thing I would say about this... Even if you can't read or write, you know your own name. You'd see your name. Not if you've never had to write it down. No, not write it, but you'd know the lettering. It's the forties, man. Because maybe not. Mm, I don't know. Maybe not in someone else's handwriting. Yeah. I yeah if it was block letters, maybe. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Um, so it was written surname, first name, wasn't it? And sometimes it would be. Oh, was it? Other, okay. Yeah, on that on that list, it was. Um, so sometimes it'd be the other way around, so it wouldn't necessarily always look the same. For the record, Georgia, your dog has now knocked every cushion <laughs> off my couch and then sat down for two seconds and went, forget this, I'm going to sit in the armchair. <laughs> That's my dog. And, and for the benefit of the viewers, it's a scatterback sofa as well. It's not like it's a two-cushion thing. No. <laughs> That's funny. I just learned that's called a scatterback sofa. So there we are. <laughs> uh, and so um, this is where we find out the, the, the extra rules, which are... Well, you get the uniforms, and they're short. They are cute. I like the uniforms. They're cute. I would like to wear one of these. Me too. Maybe not, <laughs> to, play, <laughs> maybe not to play baseball in? No. Well, no, with the shorts underneath, it's fine. It's like yeah. a netball uniform. Did you play netball yeah. in high school? Yeah. There. Well, not you know, only when I was forced to. But oh, okay. Yeah, no, netball yeah. uniforms are, 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 are skirts with like shorts that? underneath. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're cute, though. Yeah. 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 And to um, be fair, at the time, they are trying to sell. They're, they're saying that it's not going to work having women in baseball. So what sells? Sex sells. Yeah. You know, so there are any... And as we find out, it's just, it's just an illusion because yeah. we have some rules. No smoking, no drinking, no men. The Rockford Peaches and every team in the league will be ladies. And if I can just go back to the uniforms for a minute. Like, I'm sorry. Isn't the Rockford Peaches the only, like, nice, visually appealing color combination? Yes. Because we're seen as, like, ugly. It is, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's supposed to go, oh, I like that. That's nice. That's a nice color. <laughs> They're the good people. <laughs> Uh, very peachy. And of course, this is the double standard of movies of characterization of femininity, right? And the idea mm-hmm. is you have to be ladies. So if we're going to sell you as athletes, then we need to answer the critics who say you're not feminine by making sure you act like, well, ladies, I keep saying that. And they send them to charm school as well. This actually happened. Oh my oh, God. They <laughs> actually sent the girls to charm school. So uh, the real uh, Agbapul players were sent to the Helena Rubinstein Beauty Salon to be made over, and then they attended her evening charm school after afternoon practices where proper etiquette hygiene and the league dress code were taught and reinforced and there's a great line where they go right leg over left yeah. a lady reveals nothing yeah. and i remember that line 20 years later that's great and yeah. kit's just like killing herself laughing but dotty is a married woman is going yeah grow up yeah grow up <laughs> i'd be kidding this way and I'd you laugh. noticed there was a, there was not a cameo but a bit part there was someone who would become very very famous just in the crowd here yeah tia leone tia leone who would be in other things she uh, was bad boys Bad Boys. Um, she was in Spanglish with Adam Sandler. Wasn't she in something with David Duchovny? Did she take over for what's her name after um, Julian Anderson left X Files? Uh, I don't. There's know. something with her and Duchovny. Some, I don't know what it is. Something with her and Duchovny, isn't it? Wait, we're, we're at least a couple. 
Oh yes, they were married. They were married. They were yep. married. Yeah, that's what it was. It uh, wasn't. A, it wasn't a role. No, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, at the end, we go to a scene now at um, Harvey's house, yeah. Mr. Harvey's house, and we meet. And it's quite a bit in the movie. It's about a good 35, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we meet Jimmy Dugan, played by Tom Hanks. Jimmy Dugan, uh, loosely based on real-life baseball sluggers, Jimmy Fox and Hack Wilson. And Tom Hanks thought he was too young to be believable as Jimmy Dugan, but Penny Marshall said he's not supposed to be old, just injured and washed up. Oh, yeah. You're not someone who's like aged out of baseball. You ruined it. Hang on. This was 92, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could, see, I could see that. Oh, oh yeah. the age game, the age game. Well, do I, this, yeah, this yeah, so Tom Hanks, though, said, and this hasn't aged that well. well. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't get too serious about life. But he said it was a male fantasy to have all my teammates be a bunch of chicks. <laughs> is, that, is that, that bad? Mm. I don't know. No. No. I, wait, I suppose it depends with the intentions that it's said. Where were two men making said. this decision? Yeah, but that weren't meant in any malicious way, was it? It weren't meant in He any... called them teammates. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say everybody working for me. It kind of reminds me when you get a sort of friendly old guy that's sort of just like that little bit kind of on the line of creepy, but <gasps> actually but yeah. actually, just really nice and kind of goes, oh, I'm surrounded by lots of lovely ladies today and those kind of like little kind of cheeky comments. He's not, he's not an old man in this. No, no but that's, the, that's who I would expect to make that kind of comment. And not yeah. that, Tom Hanks is known as a nice guy in Hollywood, isn't he? So I can't imagine him being, yeah. being degrading. Tom Hanks gained 30 pounds in preparation for this role. Which surprised I don't think he looked 30 pounds heavy no, to me. No. Uh, he, he carried tri- it well. He attributed all the weight he gained to a nearby Dairy Queen. And all throughout filming, Penny Marshall encouraged Hanks to keep eating. Wow. So Rosie O'Donnell, don't, don't eat. eat. <laughs> Tom Hanks, eat, eat, eat. However, oh, I don't like that. however, one of them, hang on, because I thought about this. Yeah. One of them is supposed to be a professional athlete. Yeah, one of them is supposed to be a washed-up alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which one should be watching their eating, and which one shouldn't be watching yeah, their exactly, eating? Because yeah. if you're a professional athlete, there are people saying, "Watch your weight. Do not eat so much." Yeah. If you're a coach, no one really cares. No. Yeah. Okay. The, but the, <laughs> but it, it still doesn't sound. Good. It still no, doesn't sound. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and so Harvey asks Dugan. He says, "You quit drinking?" And he goes, "Yes, sir." He says, "You've seen the error of your ways." He went, "No, sir, I can't afford it." <laughs> and then he does that laugh that only drunk people do in the yeah. jokes about their sobriety or lack thereof. Yeah. <sighs> and so we go to the first game, and the first game, there's no one really in the stands, and this is not historically accurate. Actually, it was it was it was a pretty good sell right off the hop. I was going to say, I was not as good of a movie, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and all the girls are talking because they're excited about Jimmy Dugan because he was like an all star. Yeah. And uh, they, one girl wants him to sign a baseball. Another girl wants him to sign a baseball card. And when Jimmy first meets the peaches, he strolls right through them, heads to the urinal, and starts to pee. Is it a urinal? Are you sure it's not like a yeah. sink? It could be a sink. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was a urinal. It, it, it's, a, it's a baseball stadium. It's going to be men's changing rooms. It's not going to be a woman's changing room. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I thought it was a trough. Like I, one I, of the, like uh, one of the, you know what I mean? Could have been. I don't yeah, know. I, I, for some reason, I thought it was a sink. I thought they were trying to sort of get across that they were in a men's changing room because they don't really belong there. And so Jimmy just wanders in. Jimmy wanders in, sees himself in a change room, and just does what he's done for, for his whole career. Yeah. But they start timing him. And apparently, if you do time it, it's 53 seconds of actual peeing. Okay. However, not even Tom Hanks knew when the scene was going to be done because he's not peeing, obviously. Penny Marshall is in a stall with a hose and a bucket <laughs> to simulate the urine. And so Hanks just kind of has to react to the sound he's getting of the supposed pee. That's funny. Which I thought was great. Yeah. Uh, he gets out. The, he's off of the card. He rips up the card. 
and like storms out of the room. And so Dottie makes the lineup card because she went, she goes, how hard can it be to make a lineup card? And Doris is like, well, then you go ahead and try it. I'm like, well, that's not difficult. You just name nine people and yeah. put them on a card and say, here's the positions they're yeah. playing in the batting order. And then Madonna says um, something, don't she? Because the first thing is, can you make a lineup? Fine. May, batting first, center field. And she goes, yeah. This chick's smart. <laughs> that's funny. She's pretty good at this. <laughs> um, and so we go to the game. And as soon as they get in the game and they're lining up for the starting lineups, we hear someone shout out, lift up your skirt. Oh. And they're all laughing at the girls. And it's topped off by this one guy who gets up and goes, I'm a girl ball player on the dugout. And he's like, oh, look at me. At which point I'm like, why, why did you pay money to come to yeah, see a exactly. bunch of girls play baseball if you think they can't? Maybe Ugh. just so he can get kick out of everyone else laughing at him. Well, I don't know who Miss Georgia is, but she like lets, lets a baseball well, fly out Georgia of her hand. herself said, I hope he gets a ball thrown out. Yes, yeah, yeah, she did, just I before did. it happened. Yeah. And I thought, it, I, I remembered in my head it being Dottie who did this. So I'm glad yeah, that some, I'm glad someone else yeah. got to do this part. Yeah, I am. Because you need to flesh out the team a bit besides the big four. Yeah. Right? Because you have Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, and then our two main two ones, men. Kit and Dottie. Yeah. So it's nice that some of them got moments. And I think Miss Georgia, um, oh, Spaghetti. Is it Jenny Spaghetti? Betty, Betty Spaghetti. And the and the one who is the mom of Stidwell, I think they kind of got a yeah. little bit into that third tier of I genuinely sort of thought that was Madonna. Yeah, no. It I know she's like blonde. Madonna. She's blonde with the big hair. And yeah, looks, she, her face looks like Madonna. Yeah, more than I, more than I noticed. Yeah, yeah, more than I looked at May. May and when that's Madonna. Okay, and it's set up so we need to try and win the game. Uh, I think, if I recall correctly, Kit goes up there and again just embarrasses herself. Mm-hmm. And then once again, who's behind her? Dottie. Dottie comes up, hits a home run. They win the game, everyone and everybody's excited and they're chanting, you know, Dottie, Dottie. And of course, Kit's all mad, mad and again. And um, Ira ch- goes down to challenge Jimmy Duggan because he said, I really like that bit of managing you did in the fifth inning where you scratched your balls for an hour. <laughs> and he goes, you've got a nice group of ball players here. And also, I mean, Ira is like Mr. Feminism. He is. Ira's like, these these girls are ball players. And yeah. Jimmy's like, I don't have ball players. I've got girls. Yeah. I've got girls I want to sleep with after the game, not coach during the game. They're not ball players. But to be fair, this is setting you up, isn't it? You have to hate him. Or not hate him. What's well, a redemption story? Of yeah, course. Of course yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he went in and went, oh boy, I'm so I'm gonna kick drinking and I'm gonna nah, you even, need this. Even when he's nice, he's scathing afterwards, isn't he? And it happens in moments. Mm-hmm. And then we have our uh, little um, newsreel about the Diamond Gals, and we learn they're from all over the U.S. and even Canada. And that's right, <laughs> movie Canada is different from the U.S. <laughs> uh, we focus on Betty, Betty Spaghetti, and Betty Spaghetti is Penny Marshall's daughter. Oh. Yes. That's interesting. I think maybe she was given a role above her ability level. Yeah, just a bit. Maybe. But then, so they're going through all these women. They're like, oh, look at Dottie. She's the best player in the league. And look at Kit. She's single as can be, boys. Go ahead and line up. And oh, here's May. And oh. And then it goes... And there's Marla. What a hitter. And Marla, <laughs> it's such an extreme long shot. Long, yes, you can't see her face. She's like so small, just waving at the camera. And every other girl's been commenting on how beautiful she is. And yeah. we're not talking about Marla. She, oh. can, she can hit. Um, yeah. And uh, then we've got um, a bit where Evelyn and Jimmy Duggan. And it's important that Evelyn introduces herself to Jimmy because we don't know who she... I haven't seen her to this point in the movie. I was watching for her. And I'm like, at what point does this woman join? And she goes, I play right field. 
for us. <laughs> <laughs> and she says she needs to bring the kid. And we've heard that a lot of these women like have really bad home lives. Because mm-hmm. he's too busy looking at the want ads to watch over the kid. And uh, this is where we were going to have, you know, Stidwell's going to join. Uh, we find out that Hanks, Hanks is just spitting throughout this. And I'm he like, is. he's really good at the baseball spit. Is, That's really it? good. It's gross. Well, maybe, but it's good. That it's is good. gross. Yeah. And I don't like it, but no. he's good at it. And she goes, oh, don't worry. He's great. Everyone's going to love him. And then, of course, we cut instantly <laughs> to Stidwell, like, running down the bus, covering the eyes of the bus driver. The bus driver quits. This bit made me really annoyed. Because anyone driving a bus at this point would just break and he carries on driving yeah. for like another 30 seconds. It's like, what are you doing? We quits anyway. Because uh, you get the feeling this isn't the first time it happened. No. And Stidwell's got like a faceful ch- like, She's just a bad mom, Evelyn. And then her response is to give him more chocolate. Well, yeah. I'm, 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 give him I, what he wants, basically. You see, you, see that, you see this? You do? You see people Even who today? go, how do I parent? I'll take the path of least resistance. Yeah. Or, how, or, or teacher or, or, or child care in general. Just give the kid what they want for as long as possible and just try and buy yourself time rather than put in a little bit of effort and correct it. Mm-hmm. As an early years professional, yeah, I said the word professional, I'm qualified. <laughs> don't do this. Please don't do this to your child. It is much better to have a disagreement with them and for them to hate you for a few days than for them to grow up entitled brats. This has been George's Childcare PS. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's a different podcast. And they wake and they, <laughs> and the chaperone wakes up Tom Hanks and he like starts making out with her and then he realizes who he's been making out with and he like like gargles and cleans his mouth out with the booze in his flask. <laughs> to be fair, she did have a face full of dirt as well. Yeah, and then spits it all out and um, says, <laughs> he goes, goes to the chaperone and goes, by the way, I loved you in Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously he's calling her the Wicked Witch of the West. He's not mm. calling her Dorothy. No. Or Glinda. Fantastic. Uh, then we go to the bar and there's a big dance scene at Sud's Bucket. And I think this is designed for two purposes. Number one, um, we're going to get Marla a boy. We're going to show her character development. And it's not going to be much of development. She's just going to get dressed and drunk one night and that'll yeah. do it. That was definitely the, the secondary thing though, wasn't it? <laughs> this is... Madonna wants to show off she can dance. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And she's good. This, I want to go this to was a, a This like was that. a gap ad long before yeah, this, long before we did the, the swing Let's dance go. gap ads. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, And then Marla starts singing, it had to be you. <laughs> and then here's the deal is that all the girls have to leave because Ira's coming over. And if Ira catches them, they're out of the league. And then they're like, what about Marla? She's like, no, you have to go, you have to go. And the guy goes, it's okay. Nelson says, I'll bring her home. It'll be an honor. And Donnie's like, yeah, okay. I mean, no, no, a minute ago it was like if we catch you, you're out of the league. And yeah. it's not like she's being subtle. She's standing on the stage drunkenly <laughs> singing to somebody. Yeah. Like, unless you're hoping you're going to go, that can't be her. She's wearing a dress. And her hair is actually, her hair is nicely done. It's not that straight bit we saw in the first scene. It, it's, it's been volumized and yeah. stuff. It looks nice. But yeah. And then we go to another game. And Jimmy wakes up for a second to realize that Dottie is managing and giving signs and not doing the best job. Because mm-hmm. he goes, why are you telling our best hitter to bunt? And to bunt basically means to give yourself up to, to, to advance the runners. You sacrifice yourself for like a small gain. Oh, okay. Rather than have her swing because she can because she's the best hitter. Yeah. And you can maybe keep this going and you won't get your three outs, right? Yeah. And so he says, no, no, you go ahead and you tell her to swing away. And they do this dueling sign sort of dance thing. That's and the cool. score is so good. Very, very and we good. should mention, we haven't talked this about, this is by, I think, Hans best Zimmer. film ever, Pod's favorite composer, yeah. Hans Zimmer. Favorite. And it was so, it was, un- this is why I like Hans Zimmer. 
because it sounds different. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't do the same thing over and over and over again. And he sort of got 1940s America mm-hmm. and baseball. It felt authentic. It didn't feel like unnecessary either. Like Hans Zimmer's music never feels like it shouldn't be there or out no, of place. It just, enhances. It always enhances. Than, yeah. And you don't sit there and. I mean, John Williams is going to give you that big theme, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're don't get like, me wrong. Credit music. And it's the big theme. Yeah. And you go, John Williams is amazing. You don't get that as much with Hans Zimmer, but what you get is just the perfect accompaniment Moments, to a film. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get the big themes. And that's more credit you get to perfect it. accompaniments. Yeah. If they worked together on something, like on a big blockbuster, like and had Hans Zimmer do the accompaniment. Hey, and John, get... we think you're losing your touch. We're bringing Hans in to work with you. <laughs> no, yeah. like as a collaboration, as a celebration of music. It depends what kind of film you've got because if you've got like big sweeping landscapes and like montages and stuff, then you want a really dramatic, nice piece of music. Generally, like if it's the Williams kind of th- if it's the kind of thing that Spielberg is going to direct, Williams is going to do the score. Of course, those big, big, massive, family-friendly things. Yeah. If you want something that's going to have a bit of edge or not even edge, just nuance to it, I think it's Zimmer. Not as obvious. Something where it's not like a big theme, yeah, like this yeah. big character sweeping theme. Where it's like conversations and little moments yeah. of a film rather than like, like... I mean, the same guy, he did this, he did uh, Gladiator, Gladiator yeah. he did Dark Knight. Yeah. Like so far, I think he's the composer we've come up against the most. Yeah, in, in our podcast. Yeah, definitely. and he works really, really hard because he's always got yeah. stuff out. Yeah. Um, and so uh, eventually he says, I'm the manager. And she says, well, act like it, you big lush. And yeah. he gives the sign, and she hits like a home run as a result. And kind of looks, and she kind of is going, okay, then what took you so long? Yeah. And we're back on the bus, and we have reading lessons between May and the, the woman who can't read. And, of course, it's a Harlequin novel. <laughs> which, I mean, Madonna's playing very much type, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, of course. <laughs> she, she has to, though, because... I don't think she can stretch her legs too much in the acting world. I've never seen a Vita, so I don't know. Uh, I haven't either. So um, apparently, she's very good she, in it. She, but was, I she won a Golden Globe it. for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's and then meanwhile, this other girl's writing a song. The one who you thought was Madonna is writing a song. Yeah, I I didn't even cross my mind that that wasn't. <laughs> and so uh, then uh, Doris is talking about her husband, and he goes. And one of them goes, well, looks aren't the most important thing. I'm like, that's kind of a catty thing to say, isn't mm. it? Like, at least go, oh, he looks nice. Like, you don't have to, like, yeah. I don't know why they're like, well, you know, you don't have to be handsome. He goes, but this say, point, is the photo blurry? Yeah, it's a, focus, it's a whole <laughs> lot of focus or something. No, it's just how he looks. And he said, no, no, the important thing is that he's mean and treats me bad. Uh. And then eventually she decides she's worth it because, you know, being on this team has given her – this was like the bus of, like, character development. Of course. Because everybody's going to have these moments simultaneously now. Yeah. And she realizes she's better than this because being around these girls have taught her she's just as good as any of the other girls. Yeah. The bus of development. Do, 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 do. And so she rips up the, rips up the photograph, throws it out the window, says, so long, Charlie. And then we get one of the best scenes and the most quoted scene and line in this movie. Um, he calls, the, the inning has ended, something's gone wrong, and Jimmy calls over Evelyn. And he goes, which team do you play for? And it's interesting, because early, she made sure she mentioned, I play right field. She did. For us. Yeah. And I said, like, which team do you play for us? Okay, then why do you not hit the cutoff man then? And he starts yelling at her in a scene that would be in place of every other baseball movie. And she starts to cry. <laughs> goes, Are you crying? She goes, no. <laughs> Are you crying? And this is him going, Everything I know about baseball, this isn't baseball. This yeah. is 
something pretending to be baseball. And he kind of like petitions his arm out to everybody. He goes, there's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. And the umpire comes over and goes, well, gee, what do you think here? And he goes, sir, she's crying. <laughs> and he goes, maybe your problem is you need to think of each of these women like they're your mother. And I'm going to say, I'm with Jimmy on this. Because this is feminism. He's treating them like he would ball players. Yep, exactly. I agree. And if the whole point of this is treat them just like the guys, yeah. he gets to yell at someone if they miss the cutoff man. Absolutely. He's not doing it for no reason. Nope. You know, There's nothing sexist about no, this. No. There's nothing misogynistic about this. You know, He's yelling at someone as a manager would yeah. to a ball player. He says, I had so-and-so for my manager, and he yelled at me every day. Yeah. I've got no issue with this. I think the, I think the umpire's a jerk. Yeah. But it does give us the great line as he's walking away. Uh, you look like a penis with that hat on. <laughs> <laughs> and the... Um, and the, he's good at confrontation, isn't he, Tom He's great. In this. And, and the whole There's No Crying in Baseball is rated by the American Film Institute as the 54th greatest movie quote of all time. Aww. No crying in baseball. And then we fade out. We just hear Doris go, all right, I'm in charge now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up next? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm hoping that's an ad lib. She just threw it in oh, there. I'd like to think it. so, yeah. And we find out the league's in trouble. Uh, Ira comes to the next game to tell us that Life Magazine's here to do a feature on Dottie, who he's naming the Queen of Diamonds. Mm-hmm. Which we had a reference earlier. Uh, Meg freaks out. I mean, he's going, look, there's a business. And if no one comes, we, again, please stop being entitled. We can't yeah. pay you if no one comes. Sports is an entertainment product. It's all self But she goes, I'm not, I hear a desperation. I'm not going back to 10 cent dances. I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. So he goes, just give him something a little bit extra. Okay. And so this is where we get the famous split catch shot from behind mm-hmm. because, because it's, it's not, not Gina Davis. <laughs> yeah. She can do the splits but couldn't slide into it. Uh, it looked painful. That did look painful. And uh, so, of course, Jimmy goes, why did you do that? And she goes, oh, I'm just trying to give him something to talk about. And this, of course, gets her on the front cover of life. Yeah. Uh, and then they go to a prayer and there's they're praying for a montage, I guess, because we're going to get another one. <laughs> but Jimmy comes in and goes, it's not like any of this helps anyway. And then as the girls all leave, he does like a quick like, <laughs> stations of the cross and kind of like a big fist pump on his way out the door. But that endears him a bit more. Oh, it does. Because baseball mean? players are notoriously, oh. Um, oh, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, superstitious. Superstitious, yeah. yeah. And so um, <laughs> he says, come on, ladies. Dozens of people are waiting for the game to start. <laughs> but then we see some of the things they do. Catch a foul ball, get a kiss. And the movie's telling me this is a good idea. Mm. But it's also telling me it's the 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm all right with it. Yeah. Uh, Madonna talks. Basically, she gets the idea for a wardrobe malfunction in the 1940s. Janet Jackson would wait 70 years oh, to no. go, yeah, I'm on that. <laughs> she goes, but she goes, what if I happen to be running after a ball and then, oh, all of a sudden my uniform was, and, my, and my bosoms come flying out. And without missing a beat, because it's a script, but still, well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doris goes, you think there's men in this country who haven't seen your bosoms? <laughs> <laughs> Which again, it's Madonna. She has a trippy tip. Because the theory being, every man in America has probably seen Madonna's breasts at some point. Because she did Playboy, she'd done all sorts of stuff. Yeah, well, 92 was the year she released Erotica. And was she also like the Truth or Dare movie as well, where she's like naked for half of that? Yeah. Yeah. So so it's it's in character, but it's also outside of the movie. It's a very clever wink as well. I didn't know about any of this. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you not? Oh, see, this is why I saw Madonna. I thought the blonde one was Madonna because I'm used to that. Image. So you must yeah. have thought it was a really interesting play for her to be the sweet maternal figure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She also she also released a book called Sex. Sex, so. and she used to wear just like sheer shirts, yeah. and it yeah. was just boobs underneath, boobs, right? Yeah. So, 
you know, um, the, the theory, like, every man in America has seen Madonna's bosoms. Yeah, absolutely. That's clever. So, really nice. And this is where we meet what I've <laughs> called the other Dottie. Because there's a brief scene in which there's a black lady who comes onto the field. And um, Dottie says, here, throw me the ball. And the woman, like, chucks it over her head to, to uh, Miss Georgia, who's behind it. Miss Georgia, like, takes her hand out and, like, because if you get a, a ball and it's too hard and yeah, it hits yeah. you, it just stings it like a mother. Yeah. And so she shakes it and she just kind of gives, like, a, a dignified nod. And that was them trying to go, we can't fix the past. And yeah. if we could, we would put some black women on this team. Yeah. So at least they addressed it. And they addressed it in this little scene here. And it, it, A really to, lovely way. To do more than this might have derailed the movie. I felt it was perfect. Yeah. To do more than that would be you disrespectful because it isn't that wasn't the case and to pretend that it was is more disrespectful than to acknowledge it in a way like they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um and so um even though in Major League Baseball you could have black ball players, you couldn't in the in in the women's league. Mm. So it's really interesting to think that a league that you think might have been more progressive, yeah, didn't do that. So we go back to the montage. Marla gets married, and I'm going to say it right here: if Marla doesn't get married, Rockford Peaches win the World Series. Yes, yep. yeah. Without you, th- you think about else. the team that was dominating, yeah. you take Kit, you take Dottie, and you take. Um, Marla off his team. They yeah. they were lucky they were even in game seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it should have been four games straight. And then we get a bunch of um extra parts of the montage. So there's a big collision at home plate. And this is important. There's a huge collision at home plate. They fall down. Dottie's got the ball. Yep. And we've seen Dottie can do this. And he uh, back on the dugout, Jimmy offers her a protective male cup. Yeah. <laughs> says, they help. <laughs> um there's another one where Doris goes flying into the stands to catch the ball, comes up with a hot dog in her mouth, yeah. which was a funny bit. And the whole, you know, Rosie O'Donnell's character was eating throughout the film. Yeah. Apparently not off once the camera stopped, <laughs> but, but when, when it was on, you could do that. And then we get the behind the back catch done by Gina Davis. And this actually is done by Gina Davis, who does oh, the behind okay. the back catch. Uh, it turns out it was supposed to be done by a stunt double, but the stunt double was having trouble. So Davis gave it a go and nailed it. Fantastic. <laughs> I like that. How crap do you feel? If you're the stunt double there, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, crikey, I can't. The one I'm thinking, I was really looking forward to that. Yeah, you might not might not finish working on that film, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the stands are now packed. It's gone well. We get these big sweeping shots. And we even get a bit where May catches a baseball in her hat. Now, technically, that's not, that's not a catch. No. You have to catch it in your hand or in your glove. Yeah. You can't use the uniform as a way to catch a ball. But movie's going to going to have some fun he's got a movie. You know, May, as we learn <laughs> as we learn madonna wasn't the greatest baseball player so, no. so let her do that yeah back on the bus i mean a really nice scene between jimmy and uh dotty and they're nice. sitting opposites and there's the aisle between them and almost like he's finally won her over she comes over and sits beside him yeah and they talk a little bit of baseball but they start for some of the war because her husband's in the war and Jimmy's not. And Jimmy's got no cartilage in his knee, so he can't fight the Nazis. And he's going, I just need a trigger finger to fight the Nazis. So again, it's something else that his own drinking has cost him. Yeah. Not just his baseball career, but now he can't even go be a man and go over and fight in the war. So yeah. you know, he, he's very much a tortured soul here, right? And the studio wanted Jimmy and Dottie to have a romance. 
I, I wondered s- if they were going there. I could see where they were going with that, but I'm glad they didn't. Penny Marshall didn't want to distract the audience with a love story, so that theory was cut. I'm glad. I like the dynamic they have as yeah, two alphas, strong friends, yeah. maybe in another life, but we don't get any hints of anything. No. There's just a profound mutual respect, and yeah. they both know when to call the other out on their bullshit. Yeah. And, and, and think- that takes her to do that. Yeah, she is his equal. Yeah. And he doesn't fight that side. No. He's the, she's the one he truly respects. Yeah. yeah. And he gives her that title before anybody else. Yeah. He, he gives her the title of ball player. Yeah. And so um, they talk it out, and he goes, does he know how good you are? And she goes, who, Bob? And he goes, no, not Bob. Hitler, <laughs> yes, Bob. <laughs> and he goes, you're only the best player in the league. You know that, right? And he goes, you're a hell of a ball player. And then they talk a little bit. He goes, okay, geez, yeah, I'm fine. He goes, you, you, you do love this. She goes, no, I don't. He goes, yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Call whatever you want. You love this. And uh, I think the way she plays. I also think it seems important because it explains her decision later in the film. Yeah. The one to go, not the one to come back. Uh, and then he goes, well, I think it's time for a drink. And he goes <laughs> to get his drink out, at which point, apparently there's like unlimited Cokes on this bus. Yeah, it seems like I'd have been jumping in on that. Jeez. Yeah. Sounds good. Especially out of the balls. Yes. <laughs> and the studio wanted Dottie to save Jimmy from his drinking. So Penny Marshall had Dottie give him a soda. And that's it. He's now sober because Dottie gave him a Coke. Because that, that really was the end of his alcoholism. We didn't see any reference no. to it the rest of the movie. So, um, and then we cut to everything's great. So we need some kit time. Kit's being taken out of a game. And she wants to stay in, and, and, and Jimmy says to, to the catcher, as you would in this situation, mm-hmm. how's she throwing? She goes, well, she's battling. And he goes, how's she doing? As yeah, in, yeah, you're yeah. supposed to be basically me. Yeah. You're Call a spade a spade. Yeah, yeah. Stop covering for her. And for all of Kit's complaining, like time and time again, Dottie does this sort of thing yeah. where she goes, well, like she's doing a disservice to her teammates. Stop doing this. And Call, she says, she's throwing grapefruits, basically meaning the yeah. ball looks giant. Yeah. So they throw her out, and Kit has a tantrum. Oh, complete meltdown. Cross-cutting to this, we have a conversation between Harvey and Ira about how the men are coming back, the war is going to win, and we won't need men's, women's baseball anymore. Now, this is not really being true. Like the, the, the league did really, really well and expanded yeah. to 10 teams. And you know what kills women's baseball is TV. Oh, is it? Yeah. So as long as soon as you have something, you can go click, and I can get entertainment in my home. Oh, That's okay. not the radio. Yeah, yeah. I can go click. I have it. Then all of a sudden, a fringe thing like women's baseball dies. Yeah. So that's what kills it. But so did it stop in fifty three? Like they said, fifty four. I think it said. It, it ran. I thought it said fifty three. I think the years would be correct. I think so because we're told at the end he saved the league all those years. Oh yeah, you're right. Fifty four. Yeah. Because that's eleven years, wasn't it? Yeah. So um. And so Ira makes a speech, and he says, you know, and think about the women in the factories. Do we send them home, too? And it was very much like, okay, here's the big stand. But then Harvey makes a good point where he goes, so what do we do? Do we send the men who've been fighting back home into the kitchens? And there's not a right answer. No. There's not. Because the women who went out and got independence and were working, and you know, thank you very much. But the guy who's just, you know, maybe, you know, had part of his, he's come back injured or seen things or given up, even if he hasn't been injured, just given up of his, of his life Mm -hmm. to go fight for the cause. I mean, you can say what you like about the war, good or bad, but. Well, World um, War II, I think we're all in agreement. Needed to fight it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and not only that, I mean, that did so much good wonders for women's rights. Oh, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Just to prove, you know, out of necessity, you know, they proved that they're just as good as men. So, 
advance them. So, so I'm glad they made knowledge. So Iris says to his boss, I think you're wrong. I'm going to prove it to you. And we mm-hmm. leave that there. And then we have the throwdown because, you know, Doris can't let things go. But it's who the character is. Yes, yes, yes. And her and Kit are always a bit of a hothead. And she says, oh, now you're always si- going to put heads. Oh, your big sister's got to help you out. And this has always been the thing that needles yeah. Kit. Proper. And so Kit, like, throws her glove at her. So, of course, she gets a drink in the face. And there's a big fight. They have to pull the two girls apart. And at then, one point, I thought Madonna and uh, Dottie was going to have a... Nah, they're both level-headed. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they have a little bit of, you know... Uh, May Streetwise. Yeah. May's looking at her going, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might posture, but I'm not throwing down. <laughs> As I look up. <laughs> that I'd love to see. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, Dottie comes in and goes, are you all right? And Kate goes, you could have backed me up. Yeah. And if you're Dora, sorry, Dottie, you're going, oh, what now? Yeah, exactly, yeah. You could have backed me up rather than hold me back. And she's like, what? She wants her, she don't want her. She yeah. wants her, she don't want her. Why you got to be so good? And it's like, it's not about you. How about you be better, kid? Yeah. Just be better. It's sports. It's competitive. You, No one owes you this. No. I agree. Oh, I hate Kit. Yeah, me too. Um <laughs> And so Dottie threatens to leave the team. And again, I'm like, Dottie, quit putting your issues with your sister ahead of the team. Yeah. That's my main issue with Dottie. Mm-hmm. And she asks for a trade. Now, I think she's a bit naive. I think they were going to trade. Now, I don't know how this works. Because in pro sports, it's like trade deadlines. So you can't just like rig a trade <laughs> right before the championship. Trade a team to the next best a player to the next best that team. Would ruin our fantasy football league. Yes. And like, did anybody come back in the trade? No. Who came back to a trade means this yeah, is basically yeah, yeah. just like we went, she's yours now. Good luck. <laughs> and that evening, uh, we find out that she's been traded to Racine. And of course, Kit realizes the nuance and doesn't blame her sister. Oh, no, wait. She walks she, in and goes, bitch, did. I've been traded to Racine. <laughs> and of course, Dottie's kind of, you know, going naively, I told him to trade me. And finally, Dottie goes, you know what? I've had enough. Yeah. Which- Good I time. got you into this league. Yeah. I did this. I did this. I did this. And now goes down on your own two feet. Now again, talk about parenting. She should have done this forever ago with Kit. Yeah. But she goes, if you have any trouble, you'll know who to blame. Not a bad exit line. Mm-hmm. I liked that line a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then, so she goes off, and they've sp- they're now in different places, and we have the song. I like this song. We are the members of the all-American team. We come from cities near and far. We've got Canadian. Yeah! (laughs) For the record, let me just state once and for all, Canada is not a part of America. (laughs) Because they go... Because if you're like, well, no, it's not that bad. They're not really saying it. The end of the of the chorus goes, "We're all for one. We're one for all. We're all Americans." Americans. Yeah. No, no, you're not. You're no. Americans with a Canadian on the roster. Yeah, because she goes, "Yeah, we she? do not view ourselves as like <laughs> Americans by proxy." We no, and no. I'm not saying anything against Americans. Far from it. I'm just saying we. It, countries. It's just not correct. No. Exactly. If someone said to you, are you a lawyer, and you weren't a lawyer, you were a doctor, you wouldn't go, we're all lawyers. No, <laughs> I'm a doctor. I work with some lawyers, but I am the doctor. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just... Mm. I, know, I know, I know. And you know what? It might have been the actual song. It probably was the actual song. Yeah. But I can still make my face twitch when it happens. Yeah, Did I, you hear her complaining about how winters in Saskatchewan are, are really all bad. ice fishing? Saskatchewan would be rough. <laughs> 
Um, and but it's a nice little tune, regardless of what's it is nice, and it's just, again, it's one of those tokens that gets them all, all doing together. the same thing. And yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice technology in a sense to go. What's something that represents baseball? A bunch of people coming together to do one purpose. Yeah, music can do that. Yes. So, um, <laughs> but during this, Stitwell's in the locker room and he's covered his eyes at first while they sing. <laughs> but then every now and then, one of the pretty girls comes by, like his hands uncover his Isn't eyes. She unrolling her stockings or something. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was quite cute. I thought it was cute, yeah. Um, I'd never put my hands across my eyes. <laughs> but then, as soon as this ends, the telegraph from the War Department shows up. This and is this clever. is the world's worst. Like telegraph delivery service. This is this is yeah, but this is clever okay. because I've just had that coming together, that happy singing along together, and then you've got especially, a heart rendering moment. Especially because Kit's left, mm-hmm. Kit's left, and that was hard. And we think the song is mending that. Yeah, and we're like, okay, now back to our movie, and no, back to our movie. Yeah, and, and credit to Jim here. Yeah, because the delivery guys. Oh, I hate this. They haven't put them. Why can't they just come up with a better way to tell you your husband's dead? Like this guy sucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's supposed to, because we need to be able to care that Jimmy's going to rough him up. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy basically goes, like, these, these, he doesn't say it, but these women have a baseball game to do. You can't leave and then come back yeah. and make them wonder for four hours no. if their husbands are dead. So he gets it, and he, Jimmy takes it, pushes the guy out, grabs the, the telegram, walks down, and bless him, because Jimmy taking the telegram now means Jimmy has to be the one to tell the bad news to one yeah. of these girls. I had a question about this. Yes. Um, if the telegram guy said there wasn't a name on it, there's not a name on the, the sign-off sheet, so he can open it and then okay. find out which person it is. Right, okay. So it was clear. He says, I don't have a name for the, for the check-in sheet or something along yeah. that side. So we find out it's Betty Spaghetti's husband. Mm. And uh, and she's all right in this. I mean, I don't know how to – it's an emotional – because I'm sorry. I, I seem to recall there was a scene. Maybe I saw a different version. I thought there was a scene where Dottie explained that she felt guilty that she was glad it wasn't her husband. But maybe I'm just confusing it in the scene from, from Speed, where Keanu's saying, you, were, you, felt, you felt happy you were still alive. Yeah. But tell me, we're not all going, but that, not Dottie's husband. Yeah, we're... Not we, Dottie's we husband. Are, we are. When we find out it's Betty Spaghetti's, we're relieved too. Yeah. Clever. And, and then the next scene that follows... She's crying. Yeah, which is a relief. And we don't see Dottie cry. No. And then we see... I mean, she, I mean, she obviously loves her husband. Mm-hmm. And we see him come through the door. Timing's a little perfect, but he comes yeah. through the door. And he's got a cane to show us he's injured. Yeah. And, and that's his foot. And it's Bill Pullman. And Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman did the role of Bob as a favorite of Penny Marshall. Oh, did he? Yeah. And uh, she goes to him, can we just hold each other for the rest of our lives? And he goes, that's my plan. <laughs> Such a lovely line. Bill Pullman's, Bill Pullman's great in everything he, he does. He is. He is. He's got that charm about him that just... And really, we talked about him on Talking to Mickey when he was in uh, Newsies. Oh, is he in Newsies, is he? He's the guy who's the, uh, he's the, well, he's like the grown-up who hangs out with him. Look at me, I'm the king of oh, New right, York. Yeah. Oh, what, the... Our man Denton. The reporter guy. He's the, the reporter, reporter guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Look right now. <laughs> That's on our sister podcast. <laughs> Talking to Mickey. the king of New York. So, yeah. Uh, so, then we go, and they're late for the bus. And I love Angry Jimmy. Yeah, I just do. Oh, yes, because I just do. He's funny. He is funny, and so, now you know he's got a good side to him. He does, and as he's waiting, he's yelling, "Come on, why am I the one on the bus?" And these kids go, "Mr. Duke, and will you sign my baseball?" And he does, and we're like, "Oh, he's changed." Yeah, he, and then he yeah. reads the kid goes, 
Avoid the clap, Jimmy Doody. <laughs> he, wow. he just shouts after him. That's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a nice little chuckle it's moment, great. isn't it? Yeah. And Dottie's leaving. And I'm sorry, again, what the hell? Yeah. You're not gonna tell you're not gonna tell the coach before the championship series, or at least tell him. If it, but because that's because she's chickening out and she's running away. Yeah. And we all thought better of Dottie. And I'm not sure if there's enough of I'm not sure if there's anything that makes me convinced that, that Dottie would do this. Yeah, same. What is it? Why does she do this? Because her husband's back. Is there any she part of went because she wanted a distraction? Is there any part of Bob that would make you think he wouldn't go? No, no, I'll finish this. Yeah. You've got one more series. Important. Yeah. Yeah, finish it out. I think yeah. with what's happened with the argument with Kit, she just feels like it's not really for her anymore, maybe. But here's my issue is that there's 25 or sorry, 15 other women, 16 women team, 15 other women who are depending on her. Yeah. Now, we watched, we watched Marla leave in the middle of the season to get married, which is weird. Very weird. Have the rest of the year off. We'll see you next year. Yeah. How long is this honeymoon? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, your part in the movie's over. Yeah, yeah. Go. <laughs> this is just a quick exit. So, um, and so they get into a fight, and basically they leave. And Bob and Dottie are going to drive home to Oregon, we find out. And I asked, you see that A sticker on the windscreen? Yes. Brought that up for a reason. That What's A that? sticker means it's, it's, it's a ration. Yeah. So if you had an A sticker on your windscreen, it meant you only got four gallons of petrol a week. So how are you going to get four gallons? You're not getting anywhere near Oregon. No, no way, are you? <laughs> so the idea that they made it to Yellowstone, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Someone tell him bookies. So, um, and in this whole argument, Jimmy is right, and Dottie is a punk for trying to chicken out. Yeah, absolutely. And credit to him to going back to her and giving it to her again. And she goes, "It got too hard." Yeah. And Jimmy looks at her and goes, "It's supposed to be hard. Yeah. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great." Oh, good little speech. That's a line I'm surprised we don't remember more because mm. it is great. And he says to her, "Here, I thought you were a ball player." Oh. And then we skip the first six games of the World Series. Because <laughs> she's not in it. To be fair, I'm really struggling with who the good players are on this team. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, May's all right. Mm. Doris is okay. You don't have Kid, who is your best pitcher. You don't have Marla, who is your best hitter. And you don't have Dottie, who is your best, like, all round player. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. And so um, Jimmy Dugan, before his pregame speech, inspires Heya. Because he goes, all right, 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 all right. Now, hey, now, ladies. And they went, yeah. It was, though, wasn't it? We didn't come to game seven for nothing. So he asked for a prayer, and he says, make our feet swift, make our bats strong, and thank you for that waitress in South Bend. Yeah. <laughs> she cried your name out a lot. So. <laughs> that was so he good. He goes, you know the one. Because <laughs> he's performed, but he's still Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and then Dottie's back in a great reveal because he thinks he's talking to someone else. And then she comes up from out of the frame and it's Dottie. Cool moment and all. She wouldn't be allowed to play because she wouldn't be on the lineup card. No. You no. have to submit the lineup card. Only those players can play. I was going to say that, yeah. And I only have an issue with it because they made such a big deal about the lineup card earlier in the film. Mm. Twice. Because there's a bit where Stidwell eats one as well at one That's point. Right. And so we know it's a huge deal. So unless someone intercepted the lineup card, she wouldn't be allowed to play. Um, anyway, though, she says, besides, I ain't no quitter. 
And I'm like, you did miss the first six games, and you the did, team you did kind of quit. You kind of quit. Literally. You've just come. You've just come back. And not only that, he gives her a hard time about it, and then she goes, "Okay, then." You've driven they, all that way. They there. both want the other one to say, "I yeah. need you." It's very much like a, like a romantic comedy without the romance. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's not the crow, is it? That's not the crow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Stidwell's going, "You're gonna lose." You, and you know what? This was needed because then he's going. We're going to win. <laughs> and he grabs the rosin bag and like chucks it at Stidwell and knocks him over. And I'm sorry. Totally fine with it. <laughs> That's the resident childcare professional. Also totally fine <laughs> with it. <laughs> and even the mom. Totally, totally fine, fine with it. Yeah, so, and that was all laugh. the teaching. Like, no, get in here. And he's like stunned. Yeah. He's like, wow, a little bit of discipline. And I'm, not, I'm not saying throw stuff at kids, but no, I'm no, saying no. this kid was like endangering lives. <laughs> And also, this kid does an excellent job of, like, the kind of dazed look and then falling over. <laughs> I'll give you that. The kid did a good job. Yeah. yeah. The kid did well, actually did a good job. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'll actually definitely admit that. When this game was shot, it was over 100 degrees Fahrenheit outside. Whoa. So during filming of these games, the stars took turns entertaining the unpaid extras. Tom Hanks did puppet shows over the dugout. Nice. Rosie O'Donnell did stand-up comedy. And various actors pretended to be Madonna and sang her songs. <laughs> Because Madonna wouldn't. Again. Lame. Very lame. We don't like you, Madonna, anymore. <laughs> and so uh, Evelyn, I think her name is, misses the cutoff man again. And he calls her over and goes, do you think maybe what did he's holding before next year his face is twitching? <laughs> you can work on that. And he's like, yes, thank you. Can you can see the relief in her face, can't you? <sighs> <laughs> I want him just to let it go at the end. This is stupid. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so Dottie Henson's up the bat with first base open. We talked about why you would you would just walk this person and put them up on a free pass and yeah, take the weaker hitter afterwards. Yeah. But maybe we can say Kit's got this thing where she has to beat her sister, so yeah. she pitches to her. And of course, too, and of course, there's a hit straight up the middle, and they go from being down one none to being up two one. Credit to to Dottie at this point because she doesn't make it easy. No, nope. she knows her faults. No. Yep, and does you know, what she makes does. Makes it work for it, doesn't she? And so uh, Kit then goes into the dugout and cries, and I couldn't give a shit. Yeah, no, me either. Um, uh, at this point, I'm like, even the manager's like, come on, Kit, you got a bat. And I'm like, this, just pull her. Ugh. This is stupid. But Dottie seemed to care. So. She does. But that's the thing. That's well, what kinda, makes her kinda, so... Kinda, in- yes, kind of, no. Because then Kit comes up. is a person on, two outs. And then Kit comes up the bat, and the whole time Kit gets in the bat, she's just staring at yeah. Dottie, and Dottie's just staring, staring straight right ahead. Yeah. Not staring straight ahead. Oh, won't make she? eye contact. She doesn't leave her eyes are on be- on uh, on the pitcher, Miss Miss Georgia, the whole time. Really? She doesn't. Yeah, I, I thought she was looking at no, her. If you look at that, she does not make oh, eye contact. Oh, okay, that's cool. She stares like tunnel vision, doesn't engage at all. Oh, and then calls for time and says, "High fastballs. Yeah, can't yeah. hit them. Can't lay off them. Yeah, and then, then make it work for it. And then she hits." And to her credit, Evelyn hits the cutoff, man. Yes. The thing she said she'd work yeah, on. Yeah, she does yeah, hit it and yeah. then it play. And Kit is told. Now, here's my thing. Kit, when you play baseball, okay, you have a coach at first base. You have a coach at third base who give you signals and tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. The coach is going, stop to Kit. Do not <laughs> keep running. Kit blows right by him. Yeah. Comes in, charges, hits Dottie at the, at the home plate. They both fall down. And if Dottie can hold on to the ball, she's out. If she drops the ball, she's safe. And Dottie drops the ball. This is the moment, isn't it? 
Do we think she dropped the ball on, on purpose? purpose? I thought the same thing. I don't know. Mm. Everything that I've been told about... And the movie will even play with it a little bit more in the next couple scenes. Yeah. But everything I've been told about Dottie to this point says, no, she didn't do it on purpose. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you could have just struck out against her. You didn't have to hit the ball. But then I go, is Dottie the kind of person who would put her personal happiness ahead of the team? And I'm going... Yes, yes, we've seen she that. Would. Yes. She would. She's done yeah. it several times. Yeah. I'm, she tries to quit on the team when she <laughs> fights with her once. Yeah. Tries to quit on the team when Bob comes back. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. She's not staying. Maybe she thought that she has a longer career in. No, she's determined she's leaving, doesn't she? Yeah. Don't know. I think she let go. But Zadie was never about the glory. No, it never was. No. That's what makes her endearing. Do you guys have any thoughts? Did you think she dropped it on purpose? Do you think she not dropped it on purpose? The shot suggests she dropped it on purpose because okay. you see it in her hand and then the hand uncurls. Okay. And it, the ball rolls out as if to be like she had it, okay. but and, something has made her go and die is and a drop tough that. Nut. Yeah. She, she's, yeah. She's pretty, you know. And we've seen her catch a ball <clears throat> like that and keep hold of it before. But we've also seen she's never let. Kit win anything. Yeah. Back to the walking yeah, competition. Does, yeah. yeah. Never lets her win. Maybe that was the last bit. Maybe she realized what Kit needed. Maybe this was what maybe this was the turning point for Kit then. Maybe she did. Oh, if she lets if she lets Kit win. That if Dottie lets it, Kit win, I don't respect anybody in the movie. No. I, I, yeah. I respect Jimmy Dugan, that's it. Yeah, I guess she didn't then. I because don't know. It's they make they make no more reference back to it. Well let's let's see uh Ellie, what are your thoughts? Um, I didn't think that she did it on purpose. I thought it just kind of happened. And the crowd chants, yeah. Kit, 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 as she's being carried off the field. And Gina Davis looks almost happy for her sister. She does, very happy. Oh, I think I'd be hiding that a little bit better until I got until I got off the field and you know my teammates couldn't see me smiling at my sister winning. Yeah. I still don't think she did it on purpose. After the game, Kit's going to stay in Racine because this is where she wants to be. And it's good. Stick, get out of your sister's shadow. I'm fine. Because I said, earn it. This is what earning it is. Yep. Stay here. Make your own decisions. Dottie's going to go have some kids. And she says, I'll miss you, Kit. And Kit goes, really? <laughs> goes, yeah, I love you. My only sister. I just think I have. Oh, wow. And I'm like, if this whole movie happened because they couldn't bring themselves to say, I think I'll miss you. Do you know what? I, do you know what I, don't, I don't like how they make up so quickly. And if... Dottie hadn't have dropped the ball. Oh, they'd never speak again. Never. No. Kit learns nothing. That's my <laughs> no. biggest issue with this exactly, film. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Kit's the only character who has no no character development. None. She just gets to be a star for a moment. Mm. Stupid. It is. Um, Jimmy meets Bob. And this was a nice scene, actually, because Bob says he's a big fan of Jimmy's. And Jimmy says, once he finds out who Bob is, goes, well, I'm a big fan of yours. And uh, it turns out Jimmy's turned down a return to AAA. And AAA would be like uh, coaching football in the championship. Yeah, yeah in, the, in the big league. Not quite the big leagues. The oh. one right below it. Oh, the one below it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, um, but he's, he's, he's going to stay and coach the Peaches. And then we have the scene where the two girls are getting on the buses, the opposite buses. And they have one last look at each other. And she goes, lay off the high ones. I like the high ones. Mule. Nag. <laughs> And it's a nice moment, but... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And then we have the coda. And old Dottie has gone back to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, May wants to know if it's really Dottie. Throws a baseball. Dottie catches it. Now, to be fair, cute callback. Like, she's like 70. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of bounced off her hand and like shattered her face. <laughs> 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 she just blood. And you went... Uh, that's not her. It's not Dottie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How much though would you love to have had like a grandma that could just do that at the age oh, of seventy, like geez. just snap, get it? And we have a really nice mini scene with Stillwell, adult Stillwell. Mm-hmm. Stillwell, Stillwell, whatever his name. Was. And the thing was, oh, he was know. there through the whole thing, wasn't he? He was. Uh, he was there from the beginning. So, and the adult does a great job of the year getting all these. Yeah, it's, 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 it's bang on, mm-hmm. and it's really sweet. It's a nice bit to go. He turned, and you know what? He turned out okay. Yeah. So, mom obviously did okay in the end. Yeah. Uh, Ira Lowenstein got to open the Hall of Fame for women. John Lovitz gets some credit, and the, the character he, he plays the older version yeah. is there with a cigar in the same pose. But here's a question. Everybody's talking about, oh, I haven't seen you forever. Oh, life is great. Oh. And then Miss George is going, batter up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm talking here. <laughs> like, surely there's some sort of organized order of ceremonies you could have this song in. I do like the little um, nod to Jimmy, though, when she goes up to see him in full glory. In, yeah, because un- unlike the little bit that they're going to get, because they get a little sort of yeah, display, yeah. like Jimmy Dugan's in like, the big Hall of Fame, yeah. which was nice. It that, suggests that, that was that, a nice little, yeah. little nod, wasn't it? So, And that is, uh, that is the film. Uh, we get one last picture of them all sort of being taken, but that's really it. And that's oh, where the film Kit, ends. Kit comes in with all her grandkids. Oh, Kit comes in. And the woman who looks like Kit looks like Kit. Mm. Really and again, same like thing. Kit. Laurie Petty is dubbing the voice. Yeah, for this, but really, and the two women that's look like each other. Me. It was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that is, and then we have this used to be my playground by Madonna. Or oh, some credits, great song, lovely song. Yeah, it's my favorite Madonna song, and fitting for, and she she, she co-wrote it, so fitting yeah. for the film. Um, it's a shame to hear about some of what may may have happened behind the scenes, yeah. but as far as what we see on the screen, oh, she did well. Yeah, she yeah. did very well. To be fair, it's just a shame about the behind the scenes. It is Madonna. Why? So let's go ahead. Uh, Endgame, Endgame, Endgame. Uh, Role of women in this film. Positive. Fantastic, I think. Yeah, I think given the time that it's set in, it's it's really positive. Like, I mean, some of the things like, you know, kind of quitting to go and have kids and stuff wouldn't be so positive nowadays. Historically contextual. But yeah, it absolutely makes sense for... Especially because Bob's all like, hey, that's my wife. Like, if if he'd come in and gone, no, now we're going home. Yeah, stop being silly. And then he, he has to sort <laughs> of like win over. Then maybe, yeah. but Bob's like the world's greatest husband. And if it, the original cut came in at four hours, maybe there was something in there that we maybe. never saw. Maybe. But yeah. But as far as role of women goes, I mean, there's lots of conversations that involve men. It's about, you know, women helping women yeah. in various mm-hmm. capacities. Some of them helping them out of bad relationships. Some of them helping to learn how to read. Some of them, you know, yeah, Mar- Marla plays the, you know, the ugly duckling who finds a man and sort of, you know, rediscovers her femininity. But she's one of a handful of characters. And Dottie never succumbs to just being a trophy for Jim Dugan to end up with at the mm-hmm. end. She stays his equal throughout. Yeah, which is really nice. Yeah. I liked it. I thought Roll of Women was fun. I think so too. Even yeah. even the men though, even when they didn't start off being nice, they turned nice. Yeah, I mean, so they surround themselves with a good cast. So it's very might... third wave feminism before its time. Sure, like in the forties. Yeah, like the women being like, "No, we are going to be." After the initial bit, they're like, "No, we're doing this. We're being sexualized. I'm going to do the splits on I'm the do whatever." It for me. But I'm doing it for me and yeah. for this team. Like it was yeah. very popular feminism, third wave feminism. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, lipstick them, feminism. That's another, yep. So let's, the lipstick in this film is great. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's talk. Uh, let's do favorite character, and I have a feeling it's going to be probably one of the two characters. So maybe we'll do favorite major and favorite minor, if you can think yeah. of both of them really quickly. I've got mine. So yeah, why don't you start us off then? Okay, my favorite character, obviously, is Dottie. Uh, only because 
She doesn't want the fame. She doesn't want the glory. She's very talented. Uh, she's very patient. Uh, she, she's kind of like a mother figure to to her, to mm-hmm. her sister. Um, so yeah, and, and this film made me cry so much. I don't. It, know, yeah, you did. Yeah. It really struck a chord with me. I don't know why. It, it always has done. Yeah. I turned around at the bit where they had the little sisterly reunion bit at the end, and you just had tears streaming yeah. down oh, your face because it really <laughs> like, does. Wow. A, it really does affect. I don't know why, but it really does. Feels real. Yeah, feels real. There's, there's a real so siblings would have that. Yeah, yeah, and there's also I think that's also the nostalgia looking back when they have the when they're older. Yeah. And, and stuff, and when she looks at Jimmy, and the appreciation, yeah, and all that, you know, is in the moment you're like, "This is the most important." I'm like, that was really nice. I had to do that. Yeah, and and that's the little things in the nice things, you know, like the smiling when her sister Kit wins, and yeah, you know, the little thing she was pleased to see her do well. Yeah, where her sister has never been pleased to see Dotty do well. Yeah, so that's why my main character is her. Do you have a minor one? Yeah. Tia Leone, come on. <laughs> just, just a nice little carry out. Tia Leone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ellie. <laughs> um, so, Dottie again for the for the major one. I, mean, I don't yeah. think I really need to say much more than I think you've covered it pretty well, Liam. Okay. Um, I think she's just really a great character. And then secondary, um, Ernie Cappadino. Oh, John Lovitz. Yeah, I yeah. think he was, he was just really funny. He was really um, funny. He had yeah. some real zingers. Um, he wasn't in it for very long, but he was enjoyable. Well, he was so okay. Yeah, Georgia. I really liked um, what's his name, Ira. Ira Lowenstein. Yeah. Ira Lowenstein. Yeah, I liked him. I don't know if he counts as a minor or a major. I think he's a. Mi- I think he's a minor. He's yeah. probably a minor yeah. character, isn't he? Though I really liked the the scout as well. So he just said, I okay. remember his name. John Lovitz John was Lovitz. the actor's name. Ernie, yeah, yeah. Ernie Cappadino. Ernie Cappadino. Yeah, I really liked him as well. Um, I don't think I had the same reaction to this film as you guys because I'm, if I'm right in thinking you're an oldest child, yep. you're middle, middle but a boy, and you're an only <laughs> child. I'm a middle child to an older sister. Okay. So I definitely had a strong. So did you identify more of Kit? Yes. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> majorly so. And I've kind of been listening to what you've been saying. I completely get it. Like, yep. it is not a brilliant representation on screen, but I'm going. No, I felt like that. Okay. And there's something about living in someone's shadow and being yeah, always yeah. one step behind them and living in the legacy and why can't you be more like I mean, I'm definitely you know, in that regard I was I was dotty. I yeah. think and my sister was 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 kid in the sense that every teacher would go, Oh, you're gonna be like Ian and she's like, No, I'm different from Ian and I wanna be and you know, if it was something that maybe I was good at and she wasn't quite as good, it was yeah. like, But I'm still good at this, I'm just might not be be that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there's there's I definitely resonated quite a lot with Kit because I right. was going Oh, I know how that feels for the comment of this is our daughter Dottie and this is our other daughter Dottie's sister. sister. Yeah. That <laughs> because I'm not into the same stuff as my family are. Like they all do running and athletics and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I'm more artsy and this, that and the other. So if we ever went anywhere and they bumped into someone that was from like running or whatever, it was this is Charlotte. Oh no, this is our other daughter. <laughs> like genuinely I've had that. So right. I yeah, no, I did resonate with Kit quite a lot. I okay. do really like that line, I think. Yeah. I think it's human, and I think it, people yeah. can accidentally say things and all sorts of whatnot. Um, so it's just me now, I guess. So, Ian, yeah, yours. Uh, I, can I say a pun? I think you're going to say Jimmy Duggan. I am going to say Jimmy <laughs> Duggan, but you know what? I really, really, really like Gina Davis in this. Gina Davis is brilliant. Gina Davis, for about two years, was the biggest female star on the planet. Oh. And Until she did cut through. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but she just fell off, fell off the face she of the did. earth. Yeah. 
Uh, I think she's a tall woman, and I think that limited some of the roles. That if she wasn't to be the leading lady, I think it. it um, she's stunning. Though. She is, but I think if you're not the leading lady, I think it's hard to find a supporting role yeah. for that. Yeah. Um. So I. I, I so, but I thought Jimmy Dugan. I thought he he's he an had arc. A good, he had a good character arc. He's he? a great character arc. He's funny throughout. He's human, and he, he doesn't really waver he, too much from his. He doesn't change who he is. No, he's not a different man. No, he's just a reformed version of the same guy. Even when he does like mushy stuff, yeah, it's followed by <laughs> by his normal his normal crass yeah. sort of thing. So that's <laughs> totally fine. And my favorite minor character. Go for it. I'm going to go with. There's a few that have been said, so I'm going to throw a punt towards Mr. Harvey. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought Gary Marshall, Marshall was great in this. Yeah, yeah. He, for what he was. He was perfect casting for this. Yep, and he's just the kind of guy, he's just a businessman. He, he just comes had and says his bit. That's it. To, to make the character. But you guys all mentioned ones that I might have touched yeah. about. I thought Rosie O'Donnell was really good in this. Madonna was really good in this. Madonna too, was yeah. really good in this. The crying blonde who does yeah. no crying in baseball, she was really good. I, I was going to say, of, I really liked Evelyn. I liked yeah. Miss Georgia good. as well. Miss Georgia was very good. Really good. Uh, she yeah. Yeah, she was. Was. yeah, but she was really, really good. So, yeah, yeah overall, well done. Even Stid, even Stidwell. Yeah. yeah. Really good cast. Yeah, really liked it. Well done. Um, best moment, best element? Uh, the best moment, probably... The scene with, for me, was when she's leaving with the husband and Jimmy is giving her the speech. Okay. You know, because... Oh, what the whole, it's hard. It's supposed yeah, to be hard. Because yeah, because that was a reflection on him as well. Yeah. And so that was quite nice. It was like home truths to both. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah, sounds good. Ellie? I think you probably would have think I'm really silly for saying this, but I really loved the scene with the old ladies at the end. I found it really, really touching to see them no, all coming I like together. The old ladies, yeah. Okay. Because I, I think just, they're the real people. I'd like to think they were the real people. I think some of them were. I think some of them were actresses. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them were definitely actresses, but it might might be some. Yeah. Some real ones thrown in the mix, but um, I just thought it was really, really lovely and kind of the stories of how their lives had unfolded and you know various people had had you know a mum die or a husband die and yeah um or you know become a become a doctor or got plastic surgery yeah. so she looks the same yeah. and i thought it was a nice mixture of like some lines were funny and some were really sort of sentimental they all went their ways and lived different lives but then they came back together they were a team of girls again yeah, yeah. um and that was the scene that made me cry um the woman who played marla in the yes. flash forward i was like that's gotta be the same it was just it it wasn't but it was just stunning how much it was that so georgia i liked the competitiveness between jimmy and dotty the whole way through it was a nice double act yeah i really enjoyed that like as a moment from the film i think that was it for me I don't usually say this, but I'm going to go with the, like, like the set design and stuff like this. Like, this felt like the 1940s the whole way through. It, did. Oh, it, yeah. felt, it felt historically accurate throughout. There was nothing that ripped me. I was 100% in on the yeah. timeline. And also how beautifully that was shot. How, yeah, yeah. Oh, we said so nice. right at the beginning there's that shot of um, Marla with the American flag in the yeah. reflection oh, of the train. The train. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was, was so really lovely. nice. Honorable mention to you know the music. Yeah, yeah. And music I, I just love a good sports yeah. movie. This is, this is a good sports movie. Yeah, it is. Would you say it's better or worse than Rocky? I'm going to say better than Rocky. Okay. I think probably better than Rocky. <laughs> it's not difficult for me, is it? Better than Rocky. I say better than Rocky. Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah. I do. It hit me in more ways than Rocky. I think yeah. also it's because it's not just about one person. Yeah, it's about it? a team. Yeah. yeah. There's more sophisticated. And Rocky, we said it wasn't, it's not really a boxing movie. It's about no, other things. And yeah, this isn't yeah. a baseball movie. It's other things. But when you have other, um, a multitude of stories you can dive into. Because yeah. there's, there's Dottie's story. There's the Dottie 
Kit story. There's the Jimmy story. Yeah. There's even the Ira story in the mm. background as he's talking about the, wor- the larger world of, of what it means for women who have been given opportunities and then to take them away and what that does. Yeah. But also none of this one is like an ongoing romance or... No. I mean, there is a little bit of a will-they-won't-they they sort of thing, but only really minor. Only you know, she's because married. we've been trained. You yeah. put the two of them together in that two-shot where like, yeah. this is the part where they start to fall in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm totally no. cool with that. No, I am too. And the fact that both he and the other guy, uh, he and Bob, can have this like mutually respective sort of yeah, conversation. without any jealousy. Without jealousy, which yeah, just, nice. you know, your wife's great. Yeah, my wife is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah she's a great ball player. Great ball player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, a grumble, Liam? Um, not many to be fair in this film for me. Um, I I just get carried away with the emotion of it all, really, and I and I get because I get carried away with the emotion of it all. I forget a lot of grumbles, and Mm -hmm. you know, so no, I ain't really got that many grumbles. Okay, I've done. I can't think of that off the top of my head, Ellie. Um, for me, it's the scene in the bar, with, which is literally just there for Madonna to dance. I just feel yeah. like it was really... I mean, if you wanted to dance for a few seconds, fine. But it just felt really unnecessary and quite drawn out. I it didn't need, add anything to the story I at all. I didn't need that scene to get that all the guys love Madonna. I already knew that. Yeah, exactly. That's already that, was, that was just put in there for her, wasn't it? It didn't. Yeah. It didn't add yeah, okay, anything, and you already, you already had them sort of smoking by the side of the bus and stuff. You know, you could have had them having, no, a, having a quick like sip out of a hip flask at some point or something f- to show the drinking. You didn't need any of that scene, really. Yep. Apart from to have Marla getting yeah. her fiancé. You, you, you could have established that in the bar yeah, in a much shorter yeah, scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably, as much as I do uh, do resonate with it, uh, Kit's part, because it's done. To, it's taken too far. Yeah. She's That is becomes her only thing, is that she's not as good as her sister. And for someone who's felt like that and can resonate with it to a certain ex- point, you go to make that character then annoying with it. You go like, yeah. no, then that's not it. The, like the redeeming part should be that she lost, but went, oh shit, no, my sister is really good, and I can be. But she didn't do that, did she? No, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what it should be. It should yeah. should have been that. Yeah. yeah, like a mutual respect, begrudging if it needs be, but a mutual yeah. respect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and that's mine too. Uh, I'm going to say I don't think the movie wants me to hate Kit as much as I do. Yeah, same. Yeah. I think we talked about Stuart Hall and the idea about preferred readings, oppositional readings. Nego- this is a negotiated reading. This is me going. I know you want me to dislike Kit, but I like dislike her way more than yeah, you want than me you to. Should, yeah. And and so I don't find that that moment when they're looking back and forth. That should be good for me. Yeah. And it's not. No. I'm not. And as a kid, it was because I really wanted the good guys to win, and the good guys didn't win. And that's kind of fun. That kind of goes, yeah, okay, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I... So, therefore, whenever Dottie would act in her sister's best interest, it made me just dislike Dottie. And I'm like... Yeah. I end up just not, not liking both of them at times. And I'm just like... Ugh. Yeah. Because she, she takes way too long to stand up for herself. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 she does, yeah. But she does. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it that's just me. For, it comes full circle. Okay, is this anybody's best role ever? Because I'm really tempted to say Gina Davis. Because mm. you might come up with me Thelma and Louise, but I think I prefer her in this. Emotionally, I prefer her in this. Do you like Thelma and Louise, though? That I mean, shocked me, that ending. <laughs> I mean, for me, Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell, sure, this is their best role ever for me. 
Well, we I haven't seen we Evita. Haven't, we haven't seen Evita, so we don't know, do we? Well, I can um, only go with... I haven't seen everything Gene Davis yeah, has done. Yeah, yeah. So, And what I've seen, I've seen her in a few things. I and think the things I've seen her in. I've seen parts of Evita, so I can't fully... Come, but I didn't I, like Madonna in this. I so. quite liked her in A Long Kiss Goodnight with Samuel L. Jackson. <sighs> what, Gina Davis? Mm. There's a few things I've seen Gina Davis in. I've liked her in, but I think this is the... This uh, is the one that probably... I don't think, she, I don't think she was ever bigger than she was at this point. No, yeah, I Because Delman Louise... Yeah. I mean, Sarandon was arguably the bigger star of the two of them. Yeah. And Catapult, but it was still a, a two-piece. Like, this was her... She was the singular female star. Yeah. Yeah, Hanks is Hanks, but she's she's the tour de force. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. good point, yeah. I would go with that. Um, not Tom Hanks. I love no, Tom Hanks. No, no. But, geez, he's Tom Hanks. I mean, he's yeah. got so much stuff in the, in the, in the so can. So much. So that's pretty quick on that. And I can't think of anybody else who's whatever. Laurie so, Petty. Laurie Petty's better in Point Break. Point Break, yes. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> you can tell she's early in her career here. Yeah. 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 But she does a, she does a, she does a, she's a serviceable job. She's in Free Willy as well, isn't she? I don't know. Yeah, apparently. Didn't, so. I saw half of it once. And Tank Girl weren't that great either. Nah. But. All right. And she would later be on Orange is the New Black. Scenario. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't look anything like her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, let's do Age Game, Age Game. Let's all play the Age Game. So, uh, start with Gina Davis then. Dottie. Mm. 92, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought that was your guess for a second. I was like, she's definitely not 92. <laughs> I'll go 30. I'm going to go a little bit older. 32. I was going to say 32, so I'll go 31. She's 36. Wow. Oh, she, she looks, looks good. Great. Yeah. Uh, she does look really good. Really good. Yeah. She looks amazing. She's gorgeous in this, mm. in like an unconventional way, because she's mm. tall and athletic. And, but she's the lipstick, really the lipstick helps, and the she redhead. She's very, yeah. very pretty. She's a very interesting face shape. She does. Mm. Yeah, when she... And I mean that in a complimentary sense, yes. not in that like, yeah. they've got interest. That's what she, Liam said about loses, me on my dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> she, she loses that, con- that sort of, ooh, she's really beautiful thing a little bit later, as, you know, as mm. do the men too. But yeah, yeah. interesting. Uh, so, Laurie Petty, Kit. 24. 27. 26. 29. I was okay. going to say she's a bit older. Than... You're going, okay. going low today, guys. Yeah. Uh, Madonna, May. Um, what was she? 20, the dark 92, so <laughs> 84. She was 20. You're not supposed to work it out. Calculate your age. You're supposed to go with what she 31. looks like. <laughs> um, this is like sex Madonna age, isn't it? So she's 30. I want to say 33. I'm going to say 32 then. She's 34. Oh, well. Thirty-three. Okay. Yeah, okay, good job. Tom Hanks, Jimmy Duggan. <sighs> it's so hard because he's been so much for so long. Um, 38. 37. 40. 36. Hey. A little high on that one. <laughs> I was barely. I mean, come is on. It, is it wrong that I think he looks older than me in that film? <laughs> And he's 36 uh, and I'm 40. I think Tom Hanks always looks old. He do. He's got a weird face, hasn't he? I think Tom Hanks can do no wrong. My mum said that yesterday. <laughs> Tom Hanks has got a weird face. I'm Does sorry. He's he uh, got a weird face. Next up, Mr. Bess. Um, I thought we would go for Lynn Cartwright, who plays old Dotty, just to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to say 68. Mm, 72. 70. 65. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all done. So uh, let's talk about the critics. Uh, Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave it three out of four stars and said it 
the film follows many of the time-honored formulas of sports movies and has a fair assortment of stock characters. The plain girl who gains confidence, the brash girl with the heart of gold, the jealous sisters, but it has another level that makes it a lot more interesting. The movie has a real bittersweet charm. The baseball sequences we've seen before. What's fresh, the personalities of the players, the gradual unfolding of their coach, and the way this early chapter of women's liberation fit into the hidebound traditions of professional baseball. By the end, when the women get together for their reunion, it's touching. The way they have to admit that, what do you know? They really were pioneers. Mm. I think it's well written. They're very well written. Good job, Mr. Yeah. Eber. God bless you. So, um, we've got some comments here. I put out the little trail for what some of our listeners think about a league of their own. Uh, we've got the Paul and Griff show said it's a classic, enjoyable sports movie. Tom Hanks is amazing as Coach mm. Jimmy Dugan. Gina Davis is great on top form. The whole cast is perfect, especially Madonna. Wish there was more John Lovitz in as he steals every scene yes, he's in. Yes. Yeah, we agree with that. We agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one rerun podcast is brilliant film and utterly astonishing. How could anyone think that Dottie didn't drop the ball on purpose? I think we came into the idea that mm. I'm going to say I don't think so, oh, but you could so. talk me in. Uh, it's hard. When it happened, I yeah. think she did. And then you go on through the movie and then you think more, well, maybe not. And then Ethan from <laughs> Talking the Mickey. Talking the Mickey says, A League of Their Own is a British game show. This article is about a British television game show formerly hosted by James Corden. <laughs> oh, oh, you said see a League of Their Own disambiguation. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, he does then later apologize and say, I'm just trying to find it here. Meme aside, I find this film really enjoyable, but I think it might be because of my weird love of baseball films. I think Hanks does a great performance, and Gina Davis plays a fantastic role with a bittersweet ending as to how she views her life after the war. Quite poignant. Yeah, very. Well done, Ethan. Yeah, well done. <laughs> you clearly have influential people sort of helping guide you in your <laughs> analysis yeah. and, and criticism. So all that's left for us now is our ratings. So, Liam, a league of their own. Well, it's the bottom of the ninth in our uh, podcast, so I'm going to give it a nine. A nine. Very good. It it struck a chord with me. It really did. It really did. Uh, Watching you, absolutely it did. So uh, (laughs) I can't help but give it a nine. Strong nine. Uh, Ellie? Um, I'm going to give it a solid seven and a half. Okay, seven and a half. All right, deal. Georgia? I'm going to give it an eight. I'd like to watch it again when I don't have a banging headache the whole way through. Um, but I did really enjoy it despite that. So I feel like that's a good good marker of a film. I'm going to say it eight and a half. Mm. I really, really, really liked it. Um, I think to get higher, I think the f- I, I'd have to like, I have to find some redeeming quality in Kit. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, struggled I would with... like to rewrite Kit. Sorry. Yeah. Liam, I, I'll but... be honest. I struggled with eight and a half, nine. But then I thought I struggled with eight and a half, nine, and I went, I went low. So yeah. maybe if you went high, we just balance out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we both would have done eight and three quarters if we. Could. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. So that is it. Very uh, strong movie. I feel very good about about my wild card choice. I felt yeah, it, was, it was it was not wasted. I felt that was an all right. It's not show. Field of Dreams, though, is it? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, is this the best baseball film ever? Ah, is it? Let's ask Ethan. Apparently, he's a connoisseur. He's Maybe a connoisseur. Maybe we should stick out there on the, the socials. Is, okay, is this the best baseball film of all time? Let us know. I'm going to preemptively say I think it is, but I'm willing to be proven wrong. But yeah. I think it is. Field of Dreams is it's the other one. Is, is it a baseball movie? Ironically, mm. that's my question. Or is it a film about fathers and sons? For the love of the game? Oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible <laughs> film. Someone on a plane once. Absolute crap. That is, yeah. So all that's left now is for us to talk about what we are watching next week. Now, this week we watched a film that amused us. We did. We watched a film that made us laugh. 
But the question is, do I amuse you? Am I a clown? Oh, do I make you laugh? Goodfellas. We're watching Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. It is Henry the Hill. 30th anniversary of the Martin Scorsese gangster masterpiece, Goodfellas. So please join us next week when we talk about Goodfellas. Oh, I can't wait. With Liam, I think you and I are a couple of Goodfellas. Oh. I do. There's not really a good, la- a good ladies. Goodfellas. I'll be a fella or okay. Yeah, you're one of the good yeah, fellas. Right. Yeah. So, good fellas. Um, and please, please, please vote for our um, Halloween, Halloween poll. Let us know yeah. how that's going. Check out the bonus vote episodes. For Coraline, not for Halloween. <laughs> Hang on. What, is this the last week? This is the last week of voting we've got coming up. Check cool. out the bonus episode on Muppet Movie dropping in a couple of days. Very yeah. good episode. It is very good. And even check out Onward. Onward was a good episode. That was a good really, episode really liked too, it. Yeah. People responded very well to it. The numbers are very high for it. So I wasn't on the show, but I did watch it. It's it it a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. Mm. So, for Best Film Ever, my name is Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. And sometimes, if this whole racket we do is hard, good. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it, and arguably us, great. Everyone does make podcasts, though. We'll see you next time. Um, and so, <laughs> sorry. What, what, what did you say? He farted in the tent of me. Sorry, folks. <laughs> it just came out. Oh, jeez. Uh, and then. You had enough warning that you could lift your cheek. <laughs>